0: Welcome back. We're here. You're here. Episode 7. In Under the Wire at this point. It's coming in Under the Wire.
1: Yes. Um, we have a few more days to get this out. Sorry It'll if be you've out. been waiting. It'll None be of out. you
0: have been waiting, but. I followed us on Spotify. <gasps> I, I, have, I think I have. It, no, I don't know. What I was haven't. the first time I looked on the Spotify app and I could actually find our podcast? Oh, that's where I always get it. Because. To do my li- Oh,
1: I forgot to post. Okay. Well, now I've have- two episodes to post, I guess. I never posted the other one.
0: I went to go visit uh, my friend, Grace. Mm-hmm. Shout out Grace.
1: In LA? And she
0: was, yeah. Where does
1: uh, she
0: live? North Hollywood. She <gasps> she was with her family in Ventura for, like, most of the pandemic, but she recently moved back down to Ventura, or to North Hollywood, mm-hmm. and so I, like, went to go hang out with her. Yeah. And she was like, oh, how, like, have you had more episodes of your podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, we put one out last month. And she was like, oh, cool. I listened to the first year and I was like, oh, We have seven now. And she's like, oh my god, I'm so excited to listen. And I was like, you... No, don't tempt down her excitedness. I'm sorry. We have a fan. Yes. Kind of. I just know that this is, like, niche. Not really niche. But I just know that, like, if you don't like history, if you're not into history, or if you, like, for some reason don't like us... Like, my mom listens, but I think that's just because she likes to hear the sound of my voice. You some reason don't like us. I'm not that into history and I'm really into this
1: also because I learn a lot. So I think even if you're not into history per se, you
0: know, if you do listen to the podcast and you do like it, let you, us know why, because I'm at a loss. Yeah,
1: you, oh my God.
0: <laughs> I, do, I think we're doing our best yeah. and I love that we're creating things and I love the product that we're creating. Yeah. I just, I don't, my problem as an artist is that I never create things with the expectation that people are going to like it and want to listen to it or want to watch it. I'm yeah. always just like, this is the thing I think we should make.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Because then you're making things because you like them and you think they're cool. Yeah. You know? And then if other
0: people happen to think they're cool, that's just like an extra, like, it, cherry on top. It does make recommending things that I've created hard for me. Like, to, like, you know, like, pit my oh, own work. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, To market your man. Yeah, because yeah, I'm just like, I know that I like what I'm doing. but Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the same you talk about. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I didn't, I didn't ask you to make you're,
1: it. You're opening into the pitch with... If you don't like yeah. this, it's fine. You're not even...
0: <laughs> it's like being just an in-general like- problem <laughs> my whole life. We were real, like, self-deprecating Ooh. right as soon as we decided to start recording. We?
1: I've been trying to hype Mav-, Mav up this entire day. We only recorded four minutes of it, but if you were listening you, prior...
0: I like how you say this entire day as if you haven't been hyping <laughs> me up, like, years.
1: Uh, yes. But... Specifically on this day.
0: Somehow you're like the sole source of positivity. <laughs> no. In in our in you're our group. You're positive. Which is not really a group between the two of us. We're a duo. We are a duo. Duo. Yeah. That's a group. I am really like I do really like and appreciate the way that we work together.
1: hmm
0: And the way that we I think we sort of stumbled into, I think a pretty good chemistry for a podcast. You know what I mean? I think so. It's all because I found you on the street one day. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk over each other. We are both, like, I think genuinely interested in what the other has to say. Like. Yeah. Uh, who are we talking about today, Matt? All or right. This is going to no be pretty idea. exciting. No idea. I I have this thing where I think you're going to know stuff. Okay. And then you don't. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just because I. It was like. <laughs> I to try not to take offense to that. I think okay. that it's something. Well, because I've been taking history classes for so long that I'm just like, took, oh yeah, that's in your history class, and I you're took like, one or two. no, that's not something they teach in high school history. That's only something they teach <laughs> in like, in, like European history 102 that you take your oh, sophomore year of college. You know college. what I mean? Yeah, I didn't take any history I classes took in lot. college at all, and I obviously and I also None. like have a handful of kind of areas in history that have just interested me. And Personal this is a, knowledge. This is kind of another one of those that okay. I've always been like, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay. Um, and I also think that, and I, I mean, like maybe I'm basic in that sense, but the ones that I pick that I'm like super interested in tend to have a bunch mm-hmm. of like movies and TV shows and like songs. So they're
1: like generally popular. Yeah.
0: So I do think that you will know stuff. Okay. Uh, I am going to try and... I'm here to surprise you, so... Of course, while I was doing research on it, I was like, oh, this is so much more complicated than I, like, really thought it was. Because when you go for something that has such a pop culture presence, it gets really simplified, right? So Cleopatra, for example, is a story... She gets sort of watered down and simplified as movies keep coming out about her because you got to fit her whole life in a yeah, two hour yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, you got to pick and choose. Yeah. Kind of and so when we, we went to go look it. at her, it was like all this other stuff about the Ptolemy family, the different <sighs> the politics family. of, you know, like the politics of Rome and all, there are yeah. all kinds of stuff that were like important to understand for her story, but weren't a part of her story. Yeah. And so it's a similar situation here. And so I'm hopefully going to yada, yada, yada through. Most of it. Huge <laughs> portions of history. So if you're like That's fine. Because we're focusing on this couple, right? Yeah. This isn't so like this is,
1: solely a history podcast. This
0: is coming at this piece of history through the lens of this couple. It is not a comprehensive biography of these people. No. Or the situation. I'm just okay. gonna say that at the beginning. Because yes. there are people I love your who are so into this topic. So I don't want them to listen to podcasts and like be like, What the fuck? You've wasted my time. I think they're fine. But I think we're giving opinions on top of all the shit we're talking about, so.
1: Yeah. And it's all about the couples. Okay. Honestly, fucking not fuck the history, but. Okay. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who are we talking about? I don't even know yet still. So if you want to learn how to break up. Oh, yes. We probably can't help you.
1: Maybe a little.
0: But at the very least, this is how King Henry VIII and Anne (gasps) Boleyn did it. Who? Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn. I've heard of both of those people before. i love that we're starting out with a place of knowledge i love that it's very very shallow for the but... first time in our show's history i'm going to start with the man okay oh you haven't started with the man before i only tend to only start with the one because she's first of all the one i'm interested in and plus one um is the one that tends to get like ignored yeah but yeah, yeah, i yeah. Think it's going to be really important at least for the presentation i've prepped for you Uh that we're seeing this through Anne's eyes. So I want to stick with her. You know what I mean? I want to talk about Henry and then we're going to go into Anne's version of the story or point of view and kind of hang out there. Mm-hmm. So their whole relationship is going to be kind of told to her point of view. That's fine. Real I don't quick. think there are going to be any King Henry VIII apologists or like pro-King Henry VIII people listening to this anyway. I don't know if there even are any of those in the world that think he's the good guy in this situation. No. So I'm not really worried about that. Before I begin the story. Yes. I do want to preface this with, uh, we are filming in Los Angeles in August. Per It's 90 degrees outside. Is it really? I don't know. Mm. It's 83 right now, but it'll probably be 90 at some point today. Yeah. Either way, it's hot outside. We're not turning the AC off. So if you hear something that sounds maybe like an AC in the background, that's probably what it is. We'll try and remove it where we can, but also, uh, get over it. We're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I can only have so much apologies in my heart. Yes. Uh, Henry VIII was born June 28th, 1491.
1: Oh, what an old motherfucker. Yeah, this- 1800s. I don't want to know. Well, what that we get time to the fifteen. Like.
0: It's fourteen ninety one, so we get to the fifteen hundreds for most of the story. I guess almost yeah. all of it, basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's still not a great time.
0: Uh, pre Shakespeare to give you like a timeline. <gasps> it's... for Romeo and Juliet. I'm pretty sure it's like Renaissance time. Do they have lights? No. What do they have? They might have oil lamps, but I don't think so. They might though. Do they have newspapers. No. No. They one like can... just got the printing press. No one can read or write. They can read and write. Okay. But they don't, they're like just now getting the printing press. So books um, were all handwritten. You had people who like, I think it was like Mosley Monks, but I mean, it, who like, yeah, would basically transcribe books. So books were really expensive. Yeah.
1: Okay, so King Henry was born. I do
0: love how I think every episode that I start that's particularly old, I'm just old. We have to spend at least a few minutes. I on need like, to visualize this, is what this means.
1: Yeah, I just need to visualize yeah.
0: what we're talking about. One and of my, none of it looks good to me. One of my favorite podcasts is the History Chicks, and they do this really cool thing at the mm-hmm. beginning where they sort of drop you into history. Mm-hmm. And they'll base it off of either, like, the date that they're, the person they're covering is born or the date that, like, something important happens to them. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you all the other stuff that's happening around them.
1: Well, see, that's helpful. Yeah. I don't know just, if they like, have time for this. The in TV this month, was but... invented, whatever. I also oh. don't want to
0: steal their thing. <laughs> so they're th- okay. You know? Sure. It's really cute the way they do it. I would recommend listening to the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> King Henry the Eighth. Is not currently King Henry VIII.
1: No, he's just a little anyone. boy. He's Just
0: born. He's a little baby. He is the second son of King Henry the Seventh. Oh, all these fucking Henrys. Okay. Who, according to my notes, because I am trying to yada yada yada, this was an asshole. Checks out. Um, basically, uh, King Henry the Eighth seized control of the throne by winning the War of the Roses. Mm-hmm. You know the Shakespeare play Richard the Third. Shakespeare's not alive, but I don't he know. wrote a history. Like he when he was alive. Shakespeare is dead. No, no. He hasn't lived yet in 1491. Then how is there a play? He, it's a history. He basically wrote a play about a thing that happened in the history of his country once he was alive. And this rose thing is that? What? Is, the what? War of the Roses? Yeah. No, the War of the Roses is just like a civil war within um, England uh-huh. that, I mean, the word Plantagenet's going to come up there, but I don't even really know what that means because yeah. they don't teach us Europe, like. They really don't Planned teach us tangents. They really don't teach us European history. That seems much. Made up. They don't teach us British history at all, and it's one of those things. that's like British people probably know exactly what it is, and they know all the details about it. Yeah. It's not really our business. Nothing <laughs> to do with us. But basically, there yeah. were a few families. They had claims to the British throne or the English throne, mm-hmm. and they decided to fight amongst themselves to figure out who would win. Okay. And King Henry's dad won. Okay. So the reason I tell you this is because it's important to understand for King Henry VIII that his father was the first one to grab the throne. So it's not like they're seated in like decades of history and uh, power. Ah, yes, yes. They're, they're still a little, little new. They're fresh to the yeah. game. Which just means that they fresh have. Fresh to the kingdom. And there are other families that they that are now their nobles. You know, like, he's the king, but he's got dukes and whatever. Yeah, yeah. There are other families that have, in theory, as strong a claim as King Henry VIII does. They didn't to win. To be king, but his, their dad didn't win. So they can go
1: so, fuck themselves, right?
0: Yeah. But just so you know that that's part of what's happening with him is that his, like, the Tudor dynasty isn't... Tudor? The Tudors—that's like their last name, basically. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, I think uh-huh. the current Henry, the current Henry queen Tudor. is like Windsor Mountbatten, but they, so it's just a different—it's just a different last name. <laughs> Who's the current queen? That old white lady, Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she's been the queen our whole lives, my dude. That's what
1: i was saying, right? She's really old. She is in her nineties. They really don't have any power
0: anymore. They're just no there for like yeah. aesthetics. That's also an important which is distinction. S- is stupid that in, my mind, in 1491, and in, when King Henry VIII is king. He is in charge. Yes. He is an absolute monarch. He is in charge of... Yeah, he's got to make government decisions. There is a parliament. I'm not totally sure how much power parliament has and all that other stuff. Um, I don't even know how much power parliament has now. um, The the entire British government, like uh, the government of the United Kingdom, mm -hmm. very confusing to me. At this time, though, King Henry Pretty the Seventh bad. and King Henry Eighth are absolute monarchs. They are making all the decisions for the country of England. The seventh who was just born? No, the seventh is his dad. The eighth is who was just born. Oh, right,
1: right, 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 right. Seven comes before eight.
0: It does. Um, eight is making decisions? He's just a little baby boy? No, he's a baby. He's also the second born. He's the spare right now. Oh. We're getting sidetracked Great, so by the actual a- royal family. I've um, confused you by discussing the actual royal family, and I think it was your fault. <laughs> you brought her up. All I said. Oh wait, Henry has an older brother? I'm about to start over completely. No, no, no. No.
1: Don't. <laughs> Henry has an older brother? Yes. Named Henry? No. And he
0: doesn't matter in any of this. I
1: was about
0: to get to Oh, oh, see what well, so I'm ahead of you. King Henry VIII is the second son uh-huh. of King Henry VII. So when he's born in 1491, he is the second son. He is not the heir to the throne. Why is he He has an older brother? Whose name is Arthur. Why? <laughs> Did you see how you just, is let's, Arthur? just <laughs> it's Arthur. let's just, let's just put it
1: back. Well,
0: that I make, it going to be Alfred but, and I this was like, doesn't make no.
1: any fucking I mean. What are you talking about? Why isn't he Henry? Usually your firstborn is like the the son of the gods. I think
0: he wanted to have a King Arthur. I don't fucking know. Uh, was he Arthur? Was he a king?
1: Did he become a king? But usually, right? You're, you me, you name your me,
0: first son after you. Let me get through the next paragraph. And okay. then you'll come back. Okay? All right, all right. So king, so we have Henry and Arthur. Also, just as a fun fact, my mm. dad is a junior, and he is the second son. What's your? So it's not always. What's his older brother's name? Dallas Junior. Nope. Maybe it, he's just like Dallas. I don't know. Just seems kind of odd. Well, when you're naming a kid that you think is going to be king, you think about what they're going to be. And I think maybe he didn't want to go King Henry the Seventh to King Henry the Eighth. He might have wanted to have. People in between there,
1: and not really give a shit about those.
0: Yeah, points. because look at what France did with all the Louis. I don't know.
1: What did they do? It's
0: confusing. No one can remember which Louis did what. <laughs> there's like eighteen of them. Well, at least they're consistent. Might only 17. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there might be one less than I what I
0: said. I don't think there's only sixteen, but I don't know because I... again, they speak French over there, so I didn't even know how to read their original source materials. I could read the English ones, kind of. Old English gets a little confusing. So okay. he had an older brother yeah. named Arthur, mm-hmm. who was betrothed and married to betrothed. Catherine of Aragon. What's betrothed mean? Engaged. Oh, I'm gonna say it a bunch. So okay, betrothed Engaged. is basically. How much older is this Arthur fellow? I didn't write it down. Oh. Okay, but he's a bit older.
1: So he's getting married when Henry's born. Um, like that much older.
0: Henry is five years younger than Catherine of Aragon. Oh. So Arthur okay. was probably. Okay. I don't. This is weird. Well, no, I'm just saying he was probably maybe around five years younger than his brother. Henry. Henry was a, maybe about five Henry years Henry. younger than Arthur. At least five years younger than Arthur, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't write down. Okay. Arthur married Catherine of Aragon mm-hmm. on November 14th,
1: 1501. That's not f- long after Henry was born. He was it 11 was, or yeah, 12. It
0: was I don't know. 10. he was 10. 10. 91 to 01. I thought he was born in ninety. He was born ninety-one. Um, Catherine of Aragon is the daughter of Ferdinand and Isabella, who you may or may not know. They're the ones that hired. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that hired Columbus to pop on over to the America. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, they wanted him to go to India, but uh, that's true. He got he a didn't. little fucking lost there. I like fuck Christopher, Lumb- Christopher Columbus. He doesn't deserve a day. But all I was trying to say was that Catherine of Aragon... Is an important daughter
1: of yes, those two people. Yes, is the
0: daughter of two important people, and it gave her a lot of clout, Fernando, Ferdinand. Ferdinand and Isabella. And Isabella. And Isabella. And Isabella. They got married on November 14th, 1501. Yes, yes, yes. Arthur died suddenly on April 2nd, 1502. Plot twist. So missed. that's like... So she was widowed after a, little bit le- after a little less than five months of marriage. However, she said that it had never been consummated. Ugh. So you think Arthur was gay? No, I think, I mean, according to her, he was just sort of a sickly kid. And they were both like 16 when they got married. Oh. So it was just kind of like... Do you think gay people existed back then?
1: Yeah. I I think think so, so too. Gay people have always existed.
0: I know. So he could have been gay. He could have been gay. But he still would have known he was supposed to... Yes. Consummate the the marriage. Do the do with the lady. Uh, Because if you don't consummate it, then it doesn't count. It's not real. It's not a real marriage. So she could align. um Henry the Seventh wanted to keep her dowry. What the
1: fuck is that? Something. The money. Weird.
0: Oh. no, dowry is just um, a payment that your that the bride's father gives to the husband, the husband or the husband's father,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a way of like helping to support the daughter, oh, or, like okay. pay, you know. Uh, it's expect, it's thought that Henry the seventh wanted to keep her dowry, mm-hmm. so he just betrothed her to Henry. Or he said... Wait,
1: oh, the
0: His, dad. yeah, his, na- the, now the heir. So it's basically saying, hey, sorry, Henry seventh, The dad. The dad. Is basically saying, sorry, my son died. Yeah. And you're not going to be Queen of England now. Let's just betroth you to my younger son that's now going to be King of England, and you'll still just be Queen of England. And she was like, "Bet." What if Sounds they don't so like each other? Didn't matter.
1: What is this arranged? Absolutely marriage? never matters.
0: It never matters. No, it's all arranged. I know. All, all of the ma- like, not even just the royal marriages. Pretty much all, all of the marriages. The all of the marriages in Europe that aren't like peasants, and even peasants probably are kind of arranged. It's arranged. So, so, so- uh, it would have been, in my opinion, uh-huh. it doesn't. Okay, I've always had kind of trouble with this part of the story. She says it wasn't consummated. Right. That feels crazy to me. The two 16-year-olds that are married. You said just,
1: was a sickly little that's what
0: I mean, that's what I'm assuming. That's or the only gay. thing i come up with. Or gay. But it seems crazy to me that two 16-year-olds that are allowed to have sex
1: yeah.
0: are just not.
1: Maybe it was weird back
0: then. And especially are supposed to have sex. And they're just not. So that always seemed a little odd to me. Because she didn't really have her have problems with sex later on in her life, as far as we know.
1: Maybe he was gay.
0: Maybe. But what I'm saying is that's kind of... It is kind of weird that they wouldn't have consummated having six months to do so.
1: But he died also.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he died six months later. Yeah, so maybe he was, like... No, he didn't... Sick. He didn't die of, like, cancer. He got...
1: The plague. It's like
0: he got coronavirus and died. So it's like... It, that doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. You know one has the sweat... I think it was, like, the sweating sickness or whatever. Like, you don't have that for six months. You have that for a few weeks and you die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Either way... So it's always been a little like, yeah, yeah. I can understand why people wouldn't believe that it wasn't consummated. Why you know,
1: she say it's not though.
0: But yeah, that's the other side. Is it would be way better for her if it was consummated.
1: Yeah, that's why.
0: because if it was consummated, then she would become a widow. She would, I think, get her dowry back and go back to her family and just marry someone else.
1: Maybe she didn't want to do that.
0: I guess not. You know, because her
1: family wasn't so nice. Not-
0: Uh, Well, what actually happened to her was much worse. And she could have at any time, like, been like, actually, we did have sex and then get to go home.
1: Just changed her mind. Well, because
0: Henry at the time that his uh, brother died was, like, 10, as we (laughs) talked about. So he's, like, she's engaged to him, I guess. But these engagements before they're actually married and consummated are not, like, they're legally binding, but not really. So she was stuck in England without any of her family, without any of her friends that she's grown up with.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's basically put in one of, you know, the royal households
1: mm-hmm.
0: and is given barely enough money to survive. Why? Because uh King Henry the 7th was a bit of a um, dick, a tightwad. He was a little frugal, frugal. Yeah. Um or so a she tick. and he just kind of constantly With the way that politics happen in Europe, Mm. people are not friends that long, you know? So it's sort of like, well, I'm not friends with your father this month, so maybe I won't marry you to my son. But maybe I will, so we're not going to, like, send you away yet. Like, who knows? She was sort of, like, on edge.
1: Why did she make a decision here?
0: She's a woman. Not allowed. Well,
1: she is allowed to be like, I had sex with this man, no, I didn't have sex with this man. I honestly
0: believe that she didn't, because uh, throughout her entire life, she's shown to be, like, a really pious person. And she would have had to lie to the Pope.
1: King Henry's the Pope?
0: No. But the Pope would have been involved in the matter. I think it's probably more likely that it wasn't consummated, like she said. So for the next seven years, Catherine is living in this sort of in-between space of, is she going to become the Queen of England? Is she not going to become the Queen of England? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends on whatever the fuck Henry VII wants to do. Henry VIII is sort of being tutored but even though his brother died when he was 10, and so there were plenty of time to actually, like, train him, yeah. he never really seems to train to become the king.
1: Henry VIII.
0: Like, he's educated, because everyone in the royal household is educated. Yeah. But there's, like, a different level of education that comes when you're going to run the country. I would hope so. He doesn't ever really sit in with his father on, like, privy councils, which is basically, like, the... Have you seen Game of Thrones?
1: No. Okay. It's basically like... Sort of, but just the dragon part. It's
0: basically like a table of people that advise the king. Oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, You know? uh
1: Yeah, like, um, some little boy in some other episode we did was like that. Maybe it was Cleopatra. Maybe it wasn't. Whoever became king when he was, like, 12, and he couldn't really make any decisions, so he had to, like... yeah,
0: but this is a little different than that. Who was that? That was, uh, he... That was Cleopatra. Yes! And that was... He was too young, so he had basically someone proctor... Proctor proxy rule for him it's something else i can't remember what it is but that's Uh, different uh Uh, king henry the seventh which is who we're still talking about is a full adult man running the country Mm -hmm. but he basically has his close friends and advisors who he kind of talks about the issues with like they'll bring something to him that like oh this is a problem in whatever city yeah do you what do you want to do about it and they talk about the options it's basically like a cabinet for the president right right yes so it's like that yes okay but he King Henry VIII doesn't really come to those meetings with him. He doesn't sort of over. What's he doing? Vibing. He's being. I a, think his life he's is getting pretty, a childhood. His life is pretty rough. Oh. He's really isolated in the castle that he's in. Mm. Uh, he doesn't, I think, really get to hang out with a lot of other people. He does have a bunch of friends. Well, that's interesting. When he, once seem he becomes king, that- he gets a whole bunch of buddies, and they're like frat boys. But I'm not really sure when they come into the story. Either way, okay. Henry the Seventh died on April twenty first, fifteen oh nine. R.I.P. And he was buried on May tenth. So now we're at least done with multiple Henrys. Is there a mom in the picture? She did. He has a mother, obviously. (laughs) She died. Oh, so much death. Before Henry the Seventh died, oh, Uh, they weren't really close because when you're a royal child, you're pretty much sure. um, Your mom, King Henry, when he was born. Like, almost as soon as he was born, he would have been given his own household. The seventh? The eighth. The eighth. He would, basically, he would have been born, maybe he would have lived a few months in the castle with his parents, and then he would have been moved a to his own- A few months? Yeah. He would have been moved to his own household. He would have been um, breastfed by a wet nurse. He would have had his own staff of, you know, 30, 40 people that are taking care of his every need and tutoring him. That's but like, his parents aren't there.
1: But he's still just a baby. Yeah, but, but that's his whole
0: childhood is spent like that. Oh. So his mother did die, but they weren't, like, close. Yeah. You ever seen Foxcatcher? But he was devastated. I have not. I think you would enjoy that. I'm sure I would. I like Steve Carell. But the real... Yes. Oh, the documentary about it instead of the yeah. Yeah, the yeah, movie? Yeah. Okay, I'll do both. Yes. Um, So he's buried on May 10th. mm uh-huh. Basically after the 10th, like, I don't remember exactly what day... But almost as soon as his father died, King Henry, now King Henry VIII, yeah, uh, declares that he's going to marry Catherine. Okay. How old is he now? Sixteen. He's like seventeen now or something like that. Okay. Yeah, he was seventeen. And she's like twenty. She's twenty six.
1: Twenty five. Twenty three. Twenty three. She's five oh, years older years. than him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay. So okay. Um, at the time of their coronation, I think she had had a birthday, so she was twenty three and he was seventeen. Mm-hmm. But she's about five years older than him. Yeah. Um, they were both coronated on June 23rd, 1509. Coronated. That means married? Crowned. Crowned. Married is married. What's the
1: other word you use?
0: Bet- Betrothed. Betrothed. Betrothed is just engaged. Uh-huh. Okay. So, 1509. But they're not
1: actually married yet. They are married. Oh, they got married?
0: They, hold on. They got married on June 11th. Um, yeah. They had to get a special dispensation from the Pope. A what? A Dispensation. It's basically a judgment from the Pope where the Pope's like, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, because she had married Henry's brother. Uh-huh. And that's against the Bible to lay with your brother's wife.
1: Oh, I So see the special
0: that. dispensation was because she told the Pope
1: we and everyone else sex.
0: that we did not have sex, so it wasn't a real marriage. So that's basically the Pope annulling the marriage. Uh, saying it's fine. between Arthur and Catherine he and saying it's fine brother. for Henry to marry Catherine because she never had sex with his brother. Yeah. What a crazy time to be alive. So, yeah. Uh, Henry also famously had a frat boy type of crowd that would surround him. He had a bunch of buds. Hmm. Um. He was also super religious. Everyone is super religious. Yeah. He is... Also kind of paranoid. He would apparently, like, do the sign of the cross whenever thunder would happen outside. Mm. God's just, mass. Just, like, superstition. And yeah, he yeah, would yeah. go to mass, like, five times a day. That's a lot. It's a lot. You're, like, I mean, I know mass. he's got a mass in his house. Or, like, his own personal priest that'll do he's mass gonna, whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. That still seems a little, like, That's a lot. That's five hours plus a day. Yeah. What are you doing? So, um, things are mostly chill with him for the next decade. Okay. Um... They got pregnant six times between 1510 and 1518. Mm. They had two stillborn daughters, two stillborn sons. Yikes. Um, One son, who they did name Henry, oh. who lived for about two months in 1511, but then died. Well, that sucks. And then they had one daughter, Princess Mary, who survived to adulthood. She was born in 1516. She was born February 18th, 1516. Hmm. It's Terry's birthday. She's still Iraq? Not 1516, but no, she's not. Uh, we will get back to her.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I think she's like a. An her Elizabeth. name
1: is Princess or no Mary. Her name's Mary. Mary.
0: She just this is going to also get confusing. Princess. In, almost everyone is named Mary. Of course. And. Of course.
1: Elizabeth. Margaret maybe be thrown in
0: there. Yeah, actually, Margaret does get thrown in there. Would you believe it? <laughs> I would believe it. <laughs> okay. So by the 1520s. Yeah. It's become clear that Catherine. Who is what? If she was twenty three, in fifteen oh nine, she's like so. She's twenty four. She's thirty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it becomes clear that she's not gonna have any living children anymore.
1: What?
0: I think she just you know goes into menopause or whatever. Like whatever she's happens, not gonna have
1: any living. She's not gonna. She's have not any more going children. to be
0: able to have more children.
1: Yes. Okay. So.
0: The uh, overarching story with King Henry VIII is that he's desperate for a son. Oh yeah, which is why I mentioned earlier with his well, with his father uh, just being the first one of the Tudor dynasty. You know, having just grabbed the power, they don't have a long lineage to sort of fall back on and for control. And at this point in English history, there hasn't been a really successful queen. It's never gone well for them thus far. Why? That has changed. They just didn't. There were, like, I think, like, two examples of women who had been crowned Queen of England mm-hmm. on the, in their own right before. Yeah. And it didn't go well.
1: What happened? I think
0: there were, like, civil wars. I think they just weren't seen as strong enough leaders to hold the country. I
1: think it was all fucking misogynistic. I'm
0: sure it was.
1: And it had nothing but to do with the women
0: actually. That's, with people. It's all like that. Fucking insecurities. Yeah. You know. But that's what it was at the time. That just is what it was for him.
1: Okay. Is so that he,
0: the idea of leaving the throne to a daughter was not appealing to him. Yes,
1: he's unsatisfied. With
0: However, uh, he did before, like, set it up so that Mary would, Mary was set to be his heir when he didn't have a son. So, like, yeah, like, that's, I mean, I believe that story, but also that might not be true.
1: Oh. Um,
0: that he desperately wanted a son, you know?
1: Okay.
0: Um. Sure. Either way, he starts to uh, look into divorce because uh, around the fifteen twenty because she 20s mark, is like 15, too 20.
1: old now to bear a child, uh-huh. and he wants a son. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a credible reason for a divorce. Sure. Yeah. why not? Whatever. Could a woman um, ever ask for a divorce from a man in this?
0: It he'd have to be really bad day and but, time. Yeah. Really bad as Not a, a king. You can't divorce a king. He's in charge of everything.
1: Yeah, but what if he sucks? What if he? What if he beats her every day? What if he rapes her mom? No
0: oh, problem. What are the? What are the?
1: The parameters? I don't
0: know. I don't think a woman's ever divorced a king.
1: Or anybody? What if they weren't a king? What if? Why do like you that?
0: ask huge what ifs?
1: Because I want to know these. questions.
0: Knowing I don't know the answer. <laughs> But you know a lot of things. I'm out. All right. All right. All right. He wants a divorce for a stupid fucking he would, reason. Yeah. But he's. is. Uh, what he really wants is an annulment. Right. Uh, an annulment is basically saying you the marriage never else? happened. But how? We are going to get to it. They had sex and a child. Well. So. Um, one of his. He sends a close advisor, Cardinal Woolsey. That's a cool name. His uh, name is Thomas Wolsey, but Cardinal is his oh, title.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, it's less cool now, but... Sorry.
0: He sends him to France to, like, see if maybe some, uh, one of the royals in the French court might be a good second wife for him. Sure. Uh, and around this time, Anne Boleyn has arrived at King Henry's court. Now She's French? She's not French. She's uh, English. Oh. So, there is a line in Leviticus... Mm -hmm, That says, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. If you sleep with your brother's wife, you have done a wicked thing and you're, you know, going to be cursed and you're never going to have any kids. So what Henry basically came to believe, whether or not he really believed it or just like it worked for what he wanted, was that because he didn't have any sons... That meant he didn't have any children. I
1: just rolled my eyes so hard. Fully
0: ignoring Mary. So hard. So he's saying, obviously you were lying when you said you never had sex with my brother and you tricked me into marrying you. What? And so the marriage never should have been legal at all. What kind of fucking nonsense? So we- Do they have psychiatrists at this time? I don't think so. Okay. We have- Psychologists? No.
1: No. No they've one got priests. Of any education. Too,
0: priests. Do they go to school? Yeah. Oh. Uh Cambridge, Oxford. I don't know. Those yeah, colleges like, are being built right now. Yeah, but I know they exist now, but like No no, they're being built then. Oh. Cambridge, I think, already existed. Maybe Oxford. Oxford I think is being built by Woolsey. But but they're only for priests to go study No, religion. they're for any they're for people to learn. The priests are just the ones that need to know how to speak Latin and what and um, basically Latin to be able to. That's what the Bible's written in. Yeah, but the priests are the ones that are the most educated in any given town. Now you have and everyone that King Henry would know would be very well educated, whether they're priests or not.
1: And they all went to school.
0: Yeah, well, Cambridge they had tutors, or
1: Oxford or they wherever. Had
0: tutors, their tutors probably went to Cambridge or Oxford,
1: and they studied things that out, were outside of religion.
0: Yeah. Okay. They read stuff.
1: Why are priests so smart? They uh,
0: say, "Pre, it's not that priests are so smart." No, I know. It's <laughs> it's that um, you could count on a priest to be able to read. I thought you said they could all read and write. Everyone that he knows could, but if you're going to the poor people in the actual towns, oh, they don't know how to read and write. The only person within your like village that's going to be and educated and is going to be smart is is more than likely going to be the priest. Now there are plenty of educated people throughout the the country. And mm-hmm. I mean like books are expensive, but books exist and people read books. You know, they're they're still reading the Greek myths and stuff like that. Like, you know, things yeah. that came yeah, before yeah, yeah. them, they're still reading them. Yeah. Okay. Um I really don't like this Henry fucker. He's, yeah, he's he's not great. He's pretty shitty. Um but ba- so it's kind of like that's the argument he's using. He wants the divorce. Yeah yeah. yeah. So, this is the reason he's coming up with. It's his best argument to take to the Pope. <laughs> what basically, in a normal situation, uh-huh. what would have happened was Henry decides he wants to divorce his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Pope says, okay. You don't really need a reason if you're a man wanting to divorce a woman. You got to I mean, come up with one. You got to make one up. What if your
1: reason is, I don't like her anymore? You
0: have to have a reason for the Pope to put on the paper. And it has to be a real reason. It can't be I don't like her. No. Oh. Well, good. So that, but that's the whole plan. However, remember how important Catherine of Aragon is. She's very important.
1: Yes. Her parents are still alive and thriving. No. Oh no, they died. But
0: her nephew is the king of Spain now.
1: Oh, okay. Her nephew.
0: Her sister's son. I don't know she had a sister.
1: Yeah, she did. Okay.
0: She had a couple of sisters and I think a brother. Mm. I'm not really sure. But she, die? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Well, obviously,
1: since she she's not in charge. Siblings.
0: Yes. I mean, it could have been that he already ruled and died. I don't fucking know. People die really fast there. Either way, <laughs> um, King uh, King Charles V of Spain is her nephew. He will uh, come up again. But just so you know. Okay. She is important. Yes. Importante. Does
1: Henry know this? Obviously, fucking yeah, not. Yeah, he does. Or he just doesn't he care. He knows he's important. He he knows that.
0: She's important. Chapman's family is important. Yeah. Um, he bumps between being friends with King Charles V and being friends with Francis the first, second, I don't know who Francis King of the King of France. Uh huh. He bumps between like, I'm going to align with them. I'm going to align with them. And then they are doing the same where they're like, either going to be friends with each other or they're going to, one of them is going to be trying to be friends with um, yeah, Yeah. Okay. Depending on what they want to do. Okay. Um, they're the three major Catholic powers Aside from Italy, obviously, which mm-hmm. is where the Pope is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this thing in the Vatican. in Europe at the time where the Pope basically elects, I don't know if he elects or if he just names someone, the Holy Roman Emperor. Okay. Which used to be a title of like, Charlemagne had all of the area. Like he Charlemagne ruled Legard? all of it. No, <laughs> but yes. That sucks. Uh, well, he's named after... <laughs> Like, the most prolific European I king. I think he named himself. But, oh uh, Yeah, after this guy. Uh, yeah, which, you know... Uh, Charlemagne sure. Charlemagne means, I think, Charles the Great in French. Mm-hmm. So he was a super important French king.
1: Charlemagne. Yes. And not. he
0: basically took over all of Europe. Like, mainland Europe. Is and... It, are we... St- right now? Yeah. Right no, now. not right now. We keep saying right now. Well, I don't know if we're in... Are we still talking... Are we in the timeline? No. I'm okay. going back and just sort of giving a brief explanation of about the Holy Charlemagne. Roman Emperor is. Yes. Charlemagne's not important anymore. That Uh-oh. was hundreds of years ago. Uh, okay. But Charles is the Holy Roman Emperor. Her nephew. Her nephew. Mm-hmm. That kind of just means that he is, I mean, he's basically just given the title by the Pope, I think. Right. Okay. So there are going to be problems divorcing Catherine of Aragon. But he's is just lo- starting the process. He That's hasn't even told her yet that he wants a divorce. Questions. He's putting feelers out there to see how, if this would be a thing that he how, could do. Oh, well now
1: I have two questions. Yeah. How is he putting feelers out there?
0: He's sending, he's doing things like sending Wolsey to the French court to see if they could make a deal to have him marry, I think, one of Francis's sisters or cousins or something. Mm-hmm. So there would be an alliance between the two of them through marriage. So he would basically annul the marriage with Catherine and marry a younger Royal from some other European family.
1: Yes. No, I forgot my other question.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Alright, I'll ask it if, it if it comes back to
0: my head. Okay. So, now we are on Anne Boleyn. They're still
1: married. We're putting up a Catherine files on and Henry are still
0: married yeah. in England. Okay. Now we're going back to. Anne's Anne, life. Anne Boleyn. As we've discussed, <laughs> women are uh, seen as less important of in course. this society. So
1: Still Anne Boleyn's
0: actual birth date man? is not recorded. We don't know exactly mm. when she was born. Well, it seems most likely, at least to me, and that's the date I'm going to work with, that she was born in 1501, which would make her 10 years younger than Henry.
1: Okay.
0: Which is not terrible.
1: No. But not... Probably fine. In this day and age. I mean, yeah, I guess so. You're right. 20 year olds married 10 year olds. So oh, yeah. Fine. Because.
0: Yeah. OK. So. Her great grandfather was a wealthy merchant and the mayor of London. OK. And uh, her father married the daughter of an earl. So she was.
1: Earl Grey tea?
0: No. She. Uh, a person that had an earldom or whatever.
1: What's an earldom?
0: It's like a dukedom, but smaller.
1: Say, it's like like, a, like, kingdom, it's like a kingdom, but smaller. A kingdom, smaller.
0: Yeah. Well, a dukedom's like a kingdom, but smaller. A king will have a bunch of dukes, and then... <laughs> and then duke will
1: have a bunch of earls. I actually don't know. Uh, that would make sense. But what? it might
0: just be if it's a smaller area, it's an earl. It's not. A, it's an earldom. It's not a dukedom. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> um. Earl so her family was societally important, but they yeah. were commoners. They didn't actually have a title. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, hers dad's the mayor, right? No, or
0: her great-grandfather was the mayor. The mayor's also great, not a title. Yeah. The mayor's not, like, a real title. In America, we really respect an elected position. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do, I
1: guess.
0: In 1490, or 1500s, I guess it's even earlier. Uh, England, they respected titles that were inherited.
1: Not elected.
0: Not, not Elect- as much. As, it didn't matter. As, I mean, like, it, it was an important position. He was well respected, but he wasn't royalty. Mm-hmm. And a duke would be. He's an Earl. He's not an Earl. Oh,
1: he's not an Earl. He
0: married the daughter of an Earl, so she um, didn't get a title and neither did he.
1: He's not Earl by association. Uh-huh. like how? No,
0: because the Earl's son is going to be the Earl. The Earl's daughter is going to marry some other guy.
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. You can't split the titles. It's like that one title is going to go down. Yeah, there.
1: yeah. That's why you have incest and you do that. <laughs> Shout out to the
0: Queen I mean, is that why he had so much trouble conceiving? Henry? Maybe. The yeah, royal. just in ge- all of them. Oh, all yeah. of the royal families are They're so inter- intermixed.
1: Rife with disease. Yeah.
0: So Anne was sent to Austria at the age of twelve in fifteen thirteen. Okay. She was um under the like tutelage and serving the Archduchess, yeah, the Archduchess Margaret,
1: mm-hmm. who was
0: a Habsburg. Um, Catherine Maragon's also a Habsburg, but it's a different side of the family. Habsburg. The, the Habsburgs are a huge European royal family that lasts from, you know, all the way back in this day to uh, Marie Antoinette was a Habsburg. Uh, the people that all got in a fight and started World War One, like half of them were Habsburgs
1: this is this is a last name or a thing.
0: It's a family name, but they all kind of, I mean real people don't have last names. what they don't really have last names.
1: You don't have last names. Like
0: Tudor's the name of their dynasty, but that's not really their last name like um
1: it's, not last name. it's a, a, one of the worst parts. either way.
0: Um, Archduchess Margaret is, like, a really important person in Europe. She's, um... Archduchess. It was a real honor for Anne to be sort of brought into her household under her tutelage. And it implies that Anne was very smart, a very trustworthy person for her parents to, like, trust her to go all the way over there and not embarrass them. Yeah. And she was very, just, talented. She was a good kid. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah. Go in. Go in. Um, also, Margaret is... A, a Protestant, kind of? Margaret. Yeah. This is
1: an Anne. Who's Margaret again?
0: Archduchess. She's the Habsburg mm. that you started yelling about. How, wait,
1: how does she so, relate again?
0: Um, the
1: Archduchess?
0: She is in Austria. She's just a part of the Austria royal family. Margaret. Yes. Not Anne. No. Anne is sent there to, to, to like study with her. her. She's basically a lady in waiting for her.
1: Lady in waiting. Lady
0: and ladies in waiting are um, waiting society women. They're either titled or like Anne's family from important, like Anne from like important families. Yeah, they serve the queen or whatever royal that they're the lady in waiting of.
1: Do you think? Do you think any people, women specifically, yeah, during this time, enjoyed their life? Like, really was like I guess they wouldn't know any different. You know?
0: But I don't do you know. you think they were like happy? I hope so. I hope so too. But I, I don't It think seems they like. Were. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all. Moments. We only hear about the bad stuff, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. What's the good stuff? Well, because I... am sk- Honestly, maybe Henry and Catherine were super happy for that first 10 years of their marriage. Maybe. When they were just, you know... Doing their thing. Yeah. There was a time when um, Henry had to go fight the French or something like that. Uh-huh. He had to leave, and he left Catherine in charge of the whole country. Well, that's so That's nice. another indication that maybe having a male heir was not of such great importance to Henry. He's doing all of this to
1: get a divorce, so why is he yeah, doing all this Yeah,
0: it honestly could be that he genuinely thinks that he he's so superstiti- superstitious, Superstitious. Uh-huh. he could genuinely think that he's been cursed or something by being married to his brother's wife. I mean, I'm sure. But I don't know. We, we can't know anymore, you know? Yeah. So, at Austria, yeah, where... Yes, she's in the, tutelaging. Yes. In the Austrian court with uh, Archduchess Margaret, That's probably where she first met King Henry VIII. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know that they were, like, interactive, but King Henry VIII visited that court because his best bud, his BFF, Charles Brandon, was courting the Archduchess at the time.
1: Who's Charles Brandon?
0: He is, uh, eventually he's the Duke of Suffolk. I don't know if he's already the Duke of Suffolk. He's, like, he is Henry VIII's best friend, basically. Charles. Okay. Or Brandon, because his name is Charles Brandon. Oh, he's got a last name. Or just two first he's names. He's got two first names. Fucking stupid Well, I shit. think that he wasn't titled when he was born. Yeah, he was just a peasant. I think... Well, I don't think he was a peasant, uh-huh. but uh, he was friends with King Henry VIII and got a title, like King Henry VIII gave him How a did title. How do
1: they become friends? I don't. Well, it seems like that's I little, didn't look into that. Little out of his wheelhouse since he's maybe they.
0: I was gonna say they went to school together, but I don't know that he went to school. So I don't know when he met all these people. But he had a whole bunch of like frat boy buds, and Charles Brandon was his best bud.
1: Okay, but he's kind of seeing Margaret. Uh,
0: he was gonna try and court her, him. but yeah. it didn't work out. He was uh, kind of
1: rude. That's never stopped any man
0: before. Uh, well, it stopped Archduchess Margaret, and she was like, "I don't want to marry you," and then they wow. left. Wow,
1: good for her. I know, I
0: like her. Okay, in 1514, mm-hmm. Anne briefly served as Henry's sister, Mary Tudor. I'm calling her Mary Tudor just so we don't get confused, okay?
1: Wait,
0: what? Uh, Henry as... has a sister. Her yeah. name is Mary Tudor, okay? She's... He She served Anne Boleyn, uh-huh. served Mary Tudor when Mary Tudor married the French king. What do you mean served? She became a lady in waiting for her. What does that mean again? The lady, in, I, she's so the lady in waiting basically helps the queen get dressed. She helps her sort of bathe at night, does her hair, does her makeup.
1: Um, an assistant,
0: and they also follow her around everywhere to make sure that she's not alone. So she's taken Anne care of. Was what's
1: her name again? The, Mary Anne tutor. was Mary's. Anne it's going to get confusing because Mary's assistant. Mary's, kind Mary of Mary was Anne's. No
0: Anne was Anne Mary's was Mary's lady in waiting.
1: Yeah. Okay. For my brain, we'll just say that's an assistant.
0: Go for it. When she married the French king, who... This isn't Francis. This is Francis's, like, father. Or his... The king before Francis. I'm not sure if it's his father or his nephew. Uh Or his, like, uncle. If it's his father or his uncle. Okay. But it's the king before Francis. Yeah. Just so we know. Okay. In 1514, Mary married that guy. And he was very old.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, I think I heard he was, like, 30, which isn't that old. But he died within a few months of their wedding. Wow. So he might've been like 40 or 50. Like he might've been actually like a lot older and she was like 18. Cool. So I like assume that? that marriage was consummated.
1: Gross. Uh,
0: because they did mourning for like a month or two. And then Mary Tudor went back to England. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And Francis became the King of France.
1: Okay. Mary's a widow now.
0: Uh, Mary Tudor doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, She's back in England. So long, fucking Mary. However, Anne's sister, Mary Boleyn, that's why I made her Mary Tudor. I was trying to be so clear. This
1: is the first time you've brought her up.
0: Yes. Anne Anne has um, an older sister, Mary, and a younger brother, George.
1: Okay.
0: If her birthday wasn't 1501. If her birthday wasn't 1507, then she has an older sister, Mary, and an older brother. She's either in the middle or she's the youngest. Okay. It's unclear. Okay. I think that she was in the middle. Okay. Just based on the timings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she would have, it would have been kind of weird to send a five-year-old to Austria to study under the Archduchess. So, like, 12 just made more sense. Or, like, a seven-year-old and 12 just made more sense. Yeah. Um, But, and that puts her in between George and Mary. She's for sure younger than Mary. Mary is for sure her older sister. (laughs) Either way. Anne's sister, Mary also came to France with Mary Tudor uh-huh. to be a lady in waiting uh,
1: to be an assistant for. Yes. Her. For Mary Tudor. Oh, she
0: so assistants. it's basically the two sisters met. Mary came from England with Mary Tudor. And then Anne came from Austria over to France when Mary Tudor married the and king, that old king. Assisted. And they both assisted her. Uh-huh. But when Mary Tudor went back to England, Mary Boleyn also went back to England.
1: Okay.
0: Anne stayed in France.
1: Okay.
0: Anne stayed in France to uh, serve the new queen, uh, King Francis's wife, Claude. The French court? Uh-huh. Notoriously slutty. Okay. So there's a lot. There's Anne Boleyn's life is full of rumors.
1: She slept with everybody?
0: That just like that she was just the worst person ever. Oh. So the book that I read and really based a lot of my research on is called The 500 Years of Lies or like Anne Boleyn, 500 Years of Lies. Uh-huh. So you can assume what that's kind of pushing towards.
1: Basically kind of- being
0: like all of this shit that you've heard about her is a lie and I'm going to tell you the truth. Oh, so okay. I'm definitely coming at this from a pro-Anne Boleyn stance. Yeah. But I am going to try and like tell you what the beliefs are about her uh-huh. in general. Okay. And the beliefs are that her and her sister – We're both just slutting it up in the French court. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um this I mean it could have happened totally. Sure. Why not? It was a slutty court. However, um the rumors about Mary, her sister, were that she slept with a whole bunch of people, including the king of France. But Mary and the King Mary and the King of France were only in court together for like a month or two. Uh Uh-huh. So it doesn't really seem likely that that happened. And Mary still had a really good reputation. When she went back to England, just like
1: maybe they just didn't know,
0: maybe or it didn't happen. Okay. Um, and Anne served Queen Claude, right? And so Queen Claude was. What does uh, that mean? She was a lady in waiting for Queen Claude, which uh, means that she was pretty much always attending Queen to her. Claude. It's not like it's not like a job where you work eight hours. Did they and have clock sex? out. No. No one was gay. I mean, not that we know of. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it. That hasn't been a rumor about her. So, Um, Well. Uh, Queen Claude was pretty much always pregnant. Oh. Over the, like, I guess, over... She had seven kids in eight years.
1: That's pretty tough.
0: And when you're pregnant, you're not going to the parties. No, of course not. Why would you? Because you you don't want... You're fucking pregnant. Yeah. You got a baby And your ladies-in-waiting are with you.
1: So they didn't go to the
0: parties either. So it seems like that probably... Anne probably wasn't letting it out what a weird, but she I guess could have been in, lady in waiting. It was a scene as a really prestigious honor for to be, a lady. I know I just like, how do you,
1: Who came I don't know. France? It always
0: seems like something I wouldn't fucking want to do, no. but that's fine. It sounds so stupid. Um, she, uh, Anne was probably also close to France. King Francis's sister, Marguerite. Marguerite was a religious activist So this means that, for pretty much her entire adolescence, Anne was surrounded by strong women interested in the Reformation.
1: Love that. So, what are they reforming? The fucking government.
0: Luther. Martin
1: Martin Luther. Luther. Martin Luther King Jr. No. Um.
0: But the man he was named after, I'm sure. Yeah. Or his father was named after. It was Martin Luther. Uh, he's excommunicated in 1521, just I mean, to give you a time. creates Lutherism. He does. So at this time in mainland Europe, the Reformation is kicking off. Okay. Leaving the Catholic Church and going to Protestantism or Lutheranism or whatever. Yeah. That's going Mormonism. crazy. The big thing with Protestantism and Lutheranism is that... Where did Methodists fall in this? I don't know. Do they exist yet? I don't know.
1: Do you know where it came from? No. No. Okay. I
0: am not. I am Catholic. So everything I've ever learned about the Reformation has always kind of been from that slant. So not great. Uh, I mean, I was always for it. I say fuck the police, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, one of the things that they're pushing for is getting the Bible and scriptures written in English, English and French, like languages that the people can read. Yeah, but then people have to translate them. And they are
1: notoriously bad at translating things. Yeah. But I'm just um, reading things in context.
0: Anne had in her possession a lot of English Bibles and, like, English oh, works of scripture. So it had and, like, already been translated. She, Yeah, she is very interested in this. Okay. <gasps> but just to give you... Yeah, just to give you an idea of the timeline of, like, what the rest of Europe is doing outside of Anne and Henry. Mm-hmm. Luther was excommunicated in 1521. So that's, like... And I didn't... I don't think I actually wrote it down, which is annoying. But at some point... After 1521, but before, like, 1526 or something like that. Or maybe it was before 1521. Either way, okay. at some point, Henry VIII writes uh-huh. uh, this pamphlet about how much Luther sucks. And he's named Defender of the Faith. Love that. So he's firmly against Lutherism. Protestantism, Protestantism and Lutherism, Lutheranism right now.
1: Are they the same?
0: Protestants and Luthers? Luther, um, I think Lutheranism Luther. is really specifically tailored to Luther's teachings. Because once once Luther was like, I don't think we should follow the church anymore, a whole bunch of other people were like, I think you're right, but I have a different opinion than you do uh-huh. about what exactly the replacement religion should be. Yeah. And there were a lot of different things. Is Lutheranism- Protest- My understanding of the word Protestantism is it comes from the protesting of the Catholic church. So I think it's more of a, it might be more of a blanket statement for all of those religions,
1: um, or just sort
0: of the act of so not you, wanting to follow the pope anymore. So it's
1: not if you're a Protestant, you don't have any specific.
0: No, I think you do now. I just am thinking. Uh, then it was. I'm. I'm using it as more of a blanket term of the whole Reformation. Sitch. Does Lutheranism still exist today? Yeah. Hmm. Shout out to all you Luther's out there. <laughs> you Luther's. <laughs> okay. In December of 1521. Yes! Anne was summoned back to England. Okay. She was supposed to marry James Butler. Who's that? Uh, I no I matter. think it's a cousin. Gross. Like a distant cousin maybe? Because it was like two sides of her family were arguing over this like plot of land. Mm-hmm. And it was like well, if one from this side and one from this side marry each other, then we're not arguing anymore and it's all fine. So that's I think what was happening. Also um, King Henry VIII needed James Butler for some fucking reason. And Uh, Okay. And marrying him would keep him from going back to Ireland. Because Ireland's a different country at this point, right? They, like, don't (laughs) like each other. It's always been a different country, right? It has. You're right. It has always (laughs) been a different country. But what I mean is that, like, I don't think... Oh, they're not friends. They actually might be. I don't know. They're not friends with Scotland for sure. Scotland's irrelevant right now, Matt. Damn. Call (laughs) him out. (laughs) Um, But basically, she's coming back to England... To Anne do this marriage yeah okay. basically that betrothal or wedding situation is being ironed out between Anne and Butler. not well Anne's not involved um. but between like her father um, I think Wolsey the cardinal. why isn't Anne involved in this? No one asked her. Why would you? Of course not. Of course not. Duh. But it's, you know, all of the details of like, what's her dowry going to be? What's this going to mean? What portions of land do they get? What do we get? Blah, blah, blah. All that's being ironed out and talked about. So in the meantime, she goes to court.
1: Do you think marriage was ever about love? Like in, in, when, from whenever it, like it started to.
0: Marriage being about love is so rare that when it is about love, they tell you.
1: Who tells you know what you. I
0: mean? I can't think of any examples right now, but when things are, like, actually love matches, they, right. like, make sure to put that in the books. They're like, they were really in love with each other. So I think uh, it was super rare that that's, history. like, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They Maybe are ironing out her wedding. To so Anne goes to the court in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The court is basically where all of society takes place. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was said to have brazen self-confidence. I love that. Um, it kind of seems like she was just like outgoing and witty. And I like so that too. I think the trend was like, if a guy looks at you, you like giggle and look away. And she was like, what's up? Oh, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Why are you looking at me?
0: Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, I honestly think that was her personality. And I think it was also the way she was educated. I think that she was taught by a lot of really Strong smart women, women who had opinions.
1: Yeah. Love that for her.
0: Um, love
1: that for all of us.
0: Most people thought she was charming, even people that would go on to hate her.
1: Yeah,
0: thought she was charming and nice. Um, she and Mary, her sister, were Catherine of Aragon's ladies in waiting.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, her dad has some important positions in court. He doesn't have a title, right? But he has like, he's a trusted advisor of the king. And I think her brother is I thought he was the mayor one of the king's sort of servants. No, that was her great-grandfather. Oh. Okay, okay. Her father was an ambassador to France for England.
1: Oh, okay. So that's, like, a big job. Yeah.
0: There are rumors she has six fingers. That's not true. There are also rumors that she had, like, physical deformities all over her body. But at this time, any kind of physical deformity was seen as, like, a sign from the devil. Mm-hmm. So if she had any of them, sure. she would not be allowed... To just, like, hang out in court. And especially Henry being so, like, suspicious and, like, paranoid. Uh If she had anything that looked like a deformity on her body, he would be so immediately, like, she's a witch. Beheaded. Yeah, okay. So, I don't think any of that's true. Okay. Okay. While in court, in what year, what was this, like, 1523, is that what I said? Yeah, 1523. She meets a man named Henry Percy. Okay. Um, And she became interested in him. Now, from Anne's point of view, she really likes Protestantism, but now she's come back into a Catholic country. But there are people in England that are, like, murmuring, like, hey, maybe we should have our own Reformation. Like, this would be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that she wants to push for that.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And in order for a woman to be able to do something like that, she needs to have a husband who is politically powerful and that trust her and they can work together. Like that's really the only way she can do this.
1: A husband that's politically powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And that would like, listen to her. Like, you know, oh. she can't just go and marry some Duke that's going to ignore her and think that she's just, you know, some, some little lady. woman. She needs someone that she can have a real partnership with and she can so help she can him influence church. decisions that will help influence decisions. Yes. Okay. And I think that she thinks she found that in Henry Percy. Uh,
1: uh, huh Okay. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: He was the heir to an important earldom. I don't even know if it is an earldom, but that's what I'm calling it. Um, so he's gonna be an earl. The other guy that she is... The
1: Duke of Earls. Uh,
0: what's his name? Butler?
1: Yeah.
0: Is not gonna be an earl. No. You know? He's
1: gonna be a butler.
0: So, and they were both actually interested in each other. There was an attraction there. They liked each other. Yeah. Um. Look at the love. Yeah. However, they were both betrothed to other people at the time.
1: Mm, spicy.
0: But they did try to arrange their own thing. They were kind of like, well, we'd rather do this, so let's figure it out on our own how to do this. Mm-hmm. They didn't go off and like get secretly married, which is what some of the rumors are. They like simply were trying to like angle to cancel both of their separate betrothals and be betrothed to each other.
1: Yeah,
0: um, This didn't work out very well for them. Mm. The temp was stopped because the other two betrothals we're going to be more politically important to both their families um, and the king. Like, yeah. the king wanted the other people to, like, they wanted him to marry the other people. Yeah. So, uh um, So
1: she wanted to Butler,
0: Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, there's a rumor that Henry stopped this. That what? King Henry VIII stopped the betrothal to Henry Percy because he was already interested in Anne. Huh. But uh at this time... I respect
1: that. For your
0: woman, at well, at this time, I think he's sleeping with Anne's sister.
1: What's her name again? Mary.
0: And he wouldn't even start pursuing Anne for another two years, like, he wouldn't even start writing her letters or anything for two years. That's how you pursue, so that's weird. Slid into her DMs. Well, her mailbox when she's not at court, you have to write her a letter. But you know, like, there's no, there's no, yeah, they had someone who would ride the letter to you, yeah, like a pigeon. Um, no, like a person. (laughs) On a horse.
1: They didn't do the pigeon carry. Thing?
0: No. I don't think they trusted pigeons. Oh. Um, I lost what I was going to say. Something about Henry uh, is sleeping with her
1: sister. Yeah, but it, it's going to be
0: another two years before he even seems to be publicly interested in her. And that mm-hmm. just seems like a long time for him to play as cool, considering he doesn't do that as a person. Like, he he's not, a, he's not as chill. Cool. Yeah. No, he's very... So Henry Percy was threatened with disinheritance. And he fell in line very quickly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, Anne was like, "What's well, fucking rude?"
1: Kinda, of, but also.
0: And she was sent home. She sent home for her a side season. wasn't
1: working either, right? It's yeah, like she could have it was
0: kind of like she started all this trouble, and then she got sent home from court. And she wasn't like, as far as I know, she wasn't like banished from court. Uh-huh. But her dad was like, "Go home, please yeah. go home." Okay. Um. Yeah, and. As I said before, at this point, she owned, like, in her pose- in her possession, the New Testament written in English. Yeah. And a copy of the Bible in French, both of which were illegal to have on her person. And she had them anyway. Why? Because the Reformation's illegal. It's heresy. Oh. Um, There's a whole thing in the Catholic Church, or at least there used to be, which is, I mean, I think why the Reformation sort of reformed it in a way. There's a whole thing in the Catholic Church where you couldn't have the Bible in any language but Latin. Oh. Uh... So having it in these other languages was illegal. Okay. I see, I see, I see. You basically weren't supposed to have a direct relationship with God. You were supposed to have a relationship with your priest who had a relationship with God. Gross. Well, relationship isn't the. No, but
1: that's still kind of
0: gross. Uh, so she...
1: Hold on. Gross because it's controlling, Matt, which is all the church really wants to do.
0: Chep, we... Chapuis? Chapuis, he's the Spanish ambassador. I'm pretty sure that's his last name, but at least it's a different name Someone's coming in here. has got a
1: last name.
0: Chapuis. If you're not royal, you've got a last name. She has a last name. It's Bolin. So, remember, Catherine is Spanish. Yes. So he is... She's still alive. Super pro-Catherine. Still alive, still the queen. Do um, everything. He, Chapuis, hates Anne. Talks badly about her all the time. Doesn't like her. No. Um, He complained many times about how strong her religious... Support was for Protestantism and Lutheranism. Mm -hmm. He even said she's more Luther than Luther. She uh, was also so smart, as you know, and well read that she would have debates about scripture at court, like with men.
1: Yeah,
0: she's like, whatever. Love that. Um, She goes back to court a few months later. Yeah, and by then the James Butler betrothal's done. It's not happening. It fell through. Oh why?
1: Why? Why?
0: I don't know. It just, the family decided it wasn't worth it.
1: Okay.
0: So she's back and now single.
1: Back in England? Yes. Okay.
0: No, back at court. She was in England the whole time. Oh. She went back to, I think it's called Hever Castle, H-E-V-E-R. Okay. That's just the castle her family owns. That's like the Bolin family home in England. So she went back there Mm -hmm. to cool off after the Henry Percy stuff and then came back to court a few months later. Okay. Single and ready to mingle. Yeah.
1: James fell off the map.
0: Yes. Now sometime before 1525 Mary Boleyn and King Henry VIII had an affair. But in 1525 um Anne came to court in 1523. So sometime before 1525 Mary had had a full affair with the king. Yeah. And in 1525 she got married and had a child with her husband. There are rumors that her kids are actually King Henry VIII's kids.
1: That makes sense. Who's her husband? What? I don't know, some guy. Oh.
0: He was important, but I didn't write it down. I mean, like he was important in the society, but mm-hmm. I didn't write down who he was. Okay. Um. We'll get back to that later. Mary and Henry and affair, but by the t- by, fifteen twenty five, that affair is over. And in fifteen twenty five, in February is when Anne comes back to court. Okay. At this time, in February fifteen twenty five, she's back at court. But the only other member of her family that's at court is her brother George.
1: To support her.
0: No, he lives there.
1: He lives. At he's one
0: of uh, King Henry the Ace like servants, page boys, whatever, and has been since he was young.
1: <gasps> he's a slave, but
0: a, I mean, a slave I don't of that time. that does not. I don't think that counts. It's like he's like a lady in waiting for King Henry.
1: <laughs> <That's>, I, uh,
0: <laughs> he's an assistant, you know,
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Um, that must be a really bad title for a man to hold. Lady-in-waiting? Well, they don't call them that. I just can't remember what his actual title was. You know, they probably, look down upon yeah. him. Yeah. There's a guy that will just sleep at the foot of King Harry VIII's bed to make sure if he gets sick at night, like, he can wake up and help him. Like, there are people all around these guys all the time.
1: I, I would call that some sort of...
0: So... Does he get a bed to lay on? I think so. It's like a chaise lounge. Wrong. Lounge at the end.
1: Okay, that's
0: not bad. Um, they appear to have been, really, really close. They seem to have a lot in common, Ooh, including... him
1: and
0: him? Uh, George... Her brother. Oh, Anne and George. Yeah, Anne Boleyn and her brother George were very Mm, close. It seemed like they were friends. They had the similar sense of humor. They enjoyed, like, having banter back and forth. They were cool with each other. Okay. And uh, throughout, George is a support system for Anne. He's, like, always there for his sister. And, like, it's one of the few people she can trust.
1: Yeah.
0: The easy, basic story that's told about Anne Boleyn is that her father orchestrated first Mary... And then when Mary got kind of discarded by the king, Anne to become Henry's mistress to help them move up in the world. That doesn't make a ton of sense because her father was already pretty important.
1: Anne's father? Yeah. What did he do again?
0: He was the ambassador to France, and I don't know what his current no, job no, is. No,
1: what no, what just happened? Can
0: you oh, me back? the rumor or the like original story being told about Anne Boleyn mm-hmm. is that her father orchestrated first his eldest daughter, Mary, mm-hmm. and then Anne. To seduce the king. Oh, okay. okay. Um, maybe maybe that's true, maybe not. It seems like a weird way to go about it, if you ask me. Um, maybe it's political. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's definitely That's, that's the whole point. But. but you know. um, however, it was kind of like, oh, well, Mary was unable to hold his attention, so maybe you can figure out how to keep him interested. Yeah. And the way that Anne did that in the stories is that she was, like, doing... Being very flirty and seductive, but like wouldn't sleep with him. It was like, Well, I'm not gonna have sex until you like, married, so you have to marry me. Yeah. But All that seems dumb. It seems really, I mean, I don't know, it just seems so unlikely. And said that? No, Anne did. Anne said, I'm not gonna have sex with you, you need to marry me first? Yeah. That's I'm like, not gonna go be your mistress. Yeah. You have to divorce your wife I'm and not marry be me. Sloppy seconds. But just like You're even. Sneaky link. link. Even thinking that the queen would die is treason, I think. So like, I don't. How would
1: anyone know if you thought that? Well, if you
0: say things like that. Um. Okay. So it's just I. It seems really weird that she would have really thought that that was going to happen to her.
1: That Catherine is going to
0: die. That she could talk Henry VIII into divorcing his wife and marrying her. At one point, Henry was really about that decision. He is about that, but it's not public. Still, it's like 20 yeah, he's years like. Later. Do, it's not twenty years later. They've
1: been married, right? Hen- or Henry and Catherine. Henry VIII for- and
0: Catherine have been married for about fifteen years at this point. Okay, and he's wanted to get divorced for how long? Ten. Two or three? What? Yeah. Okay. And also Anne was a commoner. So it's just like, the king doesn't marry a commoner. Mm-hmm. If he was going to divorce Catherine, he would He would and should go and marry a different royal from a different country to help with political blah blah blahs. Mm-hmm. So it just like, I don't know, it just never really made sense to me that she would be like, I can do this. This is the plan. It just seemed really far-fetched.
1: Well, he slept with Mary, so...
0: Yeah, she can sleep with him, but marrying him... I, I just... I don't agree with the idea that that was her whole plan from the um, beginning okay. to orchestrate this whole thing. Sure. So um, it's like her father's plan, which makes it kind of creepy. I don't think it was his plan either. Who... where did she get this from? It's what they say about her. Who's they? The people that didn't like her right after she died. Um, the people that killed her. And then historians for hundreds of years since. Once back at court, the king began flirting with Anne. And she kind of was flirting back, but she kind of thought... We're just flirting, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. This is also the time where we're all super religious. So like, I'm, how am I supposed to assume that you flirting with me means that you want to have sex with me and you're not just like flirting.
1: Doesn't flirting always have like a,
0: not always. I I think that um, if it wasn't the king, if it was someone who was actually available to marry, then you flirt with them and then maybe you get betrothed. Maybe you don't, you know, but you're not Mm -hmm. sleeping around. Okay. At least, you're not supposed to be. When the king suggested they take things further, she didn't want to. She was like, no. Mm-hmm. By 1526, he is pursuing her more aggressively. Oh, he was named Defender of the Faith in 1522. That's a throwback. When he wrote that thing about Luther, uh-huh. 1522. Okay.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Which is... Also something that Anne, like, wouldn't have liked. If she would have read that pamphlet, she would have been like, oh, fuck you. Like, that's not, I disagree with all of your statements. Yeah. So, she, I, I made a little list. Do you see my bullet points? I do. She wouldn't want to sleep with him for a few reasons. He had a wife. Valid reason. That she liked and served. Like, she served her.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. a nice lady. Um. He, oh, he had banished her from court for trying to uh, make up her own betrothal. That Petty. probably pissed her off. Petty, but I get it. Sex before marriage was bad, and she was very religious. Like she's not Catholic, but Protestant is also they have the same rules there. Of course. So, sex before marriage is bad. It's really not. He had slept with her sister, and she knew this. Yeah. Hmm. So, no. no, and he was against her religion. He was Catholic, and she
1: four out of five of those check out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the sex before marriage is questionable, but like if she really is the pious. Sister thing. Oh, she knew about that for sure.
1: I know. I'm saying like...
0: If he... If you're not a very strong person, like if you don't have the sort of strong will that apparently Anne had, uh the most important person in the country is like, do you want to have sex with me? Are you going to say no? No. You know? I think that's probably what happened to Mary. I don't necessarily think she like wanted to. You don't think
1: so?
0: I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But it was like, it is just as likely to me that she would have wanted to sleep with him to she didn't, but didn't feel comfortable saying no.
1: Mary. Mary. Well, yeah, I don't think women had a lot of rights in this time.
0: So you, what I, my next, you can't just keep saying no to a king. So, and he was coming after her so aggressively mm-hmm. that any like actual available suitors at court were too scared to approach Anne. Yeah, and like she had no other chance of a betrothal, so mm-hmm. she left. She left. She, um, they like summer in a different area. They like go to a different palace mm-hmm. to summer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when the king and queen went to their other palace, she went home. So okay. he didn't even know that she had left for, like, three months.
1: But she lives in England. So she
0: basically, like, snuck away. Where
1: does she live?
0: It's just a different part. Of England's not that big of a country. Right. But it's, like, as if he went left and then she, once he went left, she snuck right. Okay. And it wasn't, like, sneaking, sneaking, but she didn't tell him that she was leaving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, she, and when he got back, he, like, was like, oh, you're not here? That's weird. And wrote her a letter. That's where we're getting all these letters. Mm. So it seems to me, just looking at those situations, like yeah. the other side is, the other side of the coin that is sort of anti-Anne is basically saying that she seduced the king, refused to sleep with him, started putting these ideas in his head. And then when he left, she went away as a like tactic to make him like miss her and be desperate for her. But I just like, not a bad tactic. I kind of think it is though. If you want him to do something and you, like, leave, especially with someone like Henry that's had so many affairs and is just, like, a little fickle, out of sight, out of mind, you know? I don't think
1: so. I do. I think, especially
0: for someone in his power. I think she ran. Maybe. I think she didn't want to sleep with him, was saying no as much as she could. He was getting angrier and angrier with her saying no. And so she left in the hopes that her not being there would cool things down.
1: I think she's a lot smarter and sneakier than that you said
0: Why? She's,
1: you said she's very... Not in a bad way. But, like, she has an end goal.
0: I don't think she wants to marry him.
1: I think she wants why she was going to marry that Butler guy. Or the Prince Henry guy. Not the Prince Henry guy. The fucking... What's his name? She- Percy Henry guy. Because it would help her politically... Achieve the things that she wanted I think she, to achieve.
0: I think she would have had a lot happier life and would have got a lot further politically if she would have found an actual match like a Henry Percy. And so I think that's still what she wanted. Sure, but this is maybe her best option now. It's just, it really seems to me uh-huh. that she was kind of harassed by this king that she can't say no to, but she doesn't want to say yes to, so she has no other options. He's not a good guy. No, I don't think he is. And I don't think, and I think she knows that.
1: But I think her, like, he's used to, yes, like you said, if any king talks to a woman, that woman would be, like, falling over themselves to, yeah. like, do whatever the king is saying, right? Yeah. And she's different in that, like, she's not doing that. I and mean, she's actively, well, like, pushing away from him. And so in her mind, he's like, regardless of, like, whether she actually likes this guy or not, she, I'm sure she knows that if they get married, right, or if if, if they get together she would have more power to to do the things that she wants to do in, in Lutherism or Protestantism,
0: whatever the fuck she's trying to reform. I don't think that you wait for him to leave and then leave if you're trying to have this big exit and make him miss you. She could have left before he left and gone back. And he, like, would have missed her and would have, like, written the same The same thing would have happened instead. She tried to give three months of not... Seeing him not doing anything with him mm-hmm. to try and, like, diffuse the situation. I
1: don't think that's how missing works,
0: Math. I think she thought, if I get out of here, he'll find someone else that actually wants to sleep with him. And that'll be problem solved for both of us.
1: How does that solve any of her problems?
0: He, she can find an actual suitor because he's not ferociously coming after her while she's rebuffing his advances. Okay. There is this love story that you can create between them.
1: I don't think it has anything to do with love, but I don't think she... I don't see her as a victim. I see her as someone who's very smart.
0: I don't think so. I mean, not. (laughs) she is really smart, but I think that the smart play here is to not sleep with the king. Right.
1: she's not doing that.
0: So she's trying not to do that. I don't think that she is trying to become the queen. Okay. Because that's so out of the realm of possibility. Is it? Yeah, because even if he was going to leave Catherine, he should go marry another royal. Okay, well, that's... Oh, that's the decision on his end. All of her letters are gone, so we just have sort of his side of the conversation. Of course. No, and also none of them are dated. Mm-hmm. So we know that, just like from the context of the letters, we know that they happen between 1527 and 1529. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of mix them up to be whatever storyline you want to tell. Mm-hmm. So there are some that you can tell were from the beginning. Like the one where he's like, I didn't know you left. Like you know that that's like the first one that he sent.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But... Um. Yeah, so it's kind of unclear if they're sort of passionate love letters or if they're sort of proof that Henry's, like, dogging her, like, will not leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And she does not want this. Um, There is one of his letters where he reacts to her apologizing to him. All right. Uh, where it seems like in her letter, she'd been like, I'm sorry if I offended you. But... We don't actually have her apology, so we don't know what she's apologizing for. Uh, okay. And it, it, Henry, to me, fully feels like the guy where you're like, where he's being awful, and you're just like, I'm sorry if I've upset you. And he's like, well, thank you so much for your apology. And you're like, okay, fine. You know what? Whatever. I'm not arguing with you anymore. Um, there is a letter where Henry is angry that she is ignoring his letters, which to me implies that she is trying to end his advancement. She's not trying to encourage him. Mm-hmm. There's sort of playing hard to get and stuff. And then there's just flat out not answering the King of England when he writes you a letter. Yeah. yeah. And I think that she's trying it's to flat out ignore him. I think that she's trying to diffuse. Mm-hmm. I think that the situation got a little too real a little too fast and that she is diffusing the situation. And again, I, there's very little about him that I think that she would have liked. Sure, aside from him being the King of England.
1: I, Which,
0: I mean, is a big deal. I'm not saying that's not enough to go off yeah. of, but like, he at this point is staunchly Catholic and she is not. He did sleep with, he slept with and discarded her sister. And her sister's like. Discarded. I mean, he was already married. And he dumped her.
1: So, well, what else did you think? If we're gonna say Anne knew this situation of like if I sleep with him, I would not. I mean, close. I don't have a
0: sister, but I would absolutely not. Yeah, I wouldn't be want to be with someone that like dumped my sister.
1: Thrilled, but I'm saying in that situation, like, how did Anne think that was gonna play out with her sister, and how did Mary think that was gonna out? Like, right, there's no other option. Yeah, I'm not other saying other that. Like, that that I'm not happen. saying
0: like Mary's heartbroken, but it did hurt Mary's reputation. Right. She to yeah.
1: So with Anne, apparently.
0: Yeah. I don't think either one of them were sluts. I think that... I don't think Mary slept with anyone at the French court because I just don't think she was there that long. Oh. She was there for, like, two or three months, maybe. Mm -hmm. And her dad was there for most of the time. So she's, like, chaperoned. And she has a job. Her dad's the one that,
1: like, pimped them out in the first place. I know there's a
0: lot of sex happening in these things, but I also think it's perfectly reasonable that she didn't. You know? Mary didn't. That Mary didn't. Didn't I really don't think... I really don't think Anne did. Because I really don't think Anne had sex at the, like, French court.
1: Oh, anybody. Yeah. But Mary because definitely had she, sex with Henry.
0: Yes. That is confirmed. Because Henry, later on, when he tried to get the Pope to accept his marriage to Anne Boleyn, added in that the Pope needed to accept if uh, the fact that Henry had slept with her sister. So Henry was basically saying, "This I'll get to this later, but Henry's basically saying, you need to annul my marriage to Catherine of Aragon because she slept with my brother. Mm-hmm. However, you have to allow me to marry Anne Boleyn despite me sleeping with her sister.
1: Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Because he's a man.
0: That's what Leviticus says, baby. Yeah. It said brother.
1: It didn't say sister. It didn't say
0: sibling. In fact, women aren't even really mentioned in the Bible. I mean, they are, but <laughs> Jesus had a mother. <laughs>
1: Did
0: he? Uh, yeah, Mary. Yeah. So yet another Mary. Yeah, it just, I don't know. To me, it just seemed like a little too much for her to be playing hard to get. But that is what other people are saying. So it's not like it's an unheard of suggestion. Yeah. It just, I also feel like they went real hard in making sure she looked bad, that I have a little bit of trouble accepting any of the common narratives I know. about her.
1: But I don't think it's, I don't think she looks I know bad. that you're
0: not like, I'm going to slut shame her and say that she's trying to fuck no, the king. I think she I just think it's not, I also don't think it's the smart play. And I think that she is smart enough to know that that's not the smart play. Eventually, though, after... Years of letters. She accepts his advances and agrees to marry him. But he's married. Mm Mm-hmm. He's saying he's going to divorce her. Well, he offers the mistress stuff and she says no. And then it becomes clear that, like, she is really only interested in sleeping with her husband. Like, that is the way that she thinks that virginity and sex should go, is that you're going to hold on to it until you get married.
1: uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Because in another letter... Henry reacts celebratorily from her approval and he's thanking her for a gift that she sent him as like an accepting of the proposal. Mm -hmm. It seems like he either proposed on the 5th of May in 1527 because she was at court then. Mm -hmm. So he proposed to her like in person or he proposed in a separate letter that we just don't have anymore. Okay. If it was done in person, she took time to decide And sent a letter. That's why we have the, like, celebratory letter reaction from him, is that Mm. she accepted his proposal in writing at a later time.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, This was at the same month, so that's May of 1527, that Henry told Catherine that he was going to divorce her. So I think that was, like, important for her as, like, if you're going to propose to me, then you need to tell her that you're divorcing her. I'm not just going to, like, live on these promises that this is going to happen for us. Yeah. Um, On May 17th, he held a divorce meeting with his little privy council to figure out how they were going to do it. Okay. In June of 1527, he gave his illegitimate son that he had with one of his like previous mistresses. Uh She had a, she had a boy. Uh And so he gave that boy a dukedom.
1: Okay.
0: um, And sort of put him up in society as a possible heir option if nothing else works out. So even though he's proposing to Anne... It's not like he's putting all of his eggs in her basket and he's like,
1: she could be sterile.
0: It's like, he's still looking at, he's trying to separate his life from Catherine. Mm -hmm. So it's less about Anne and more about getting a divorce from the marriage he doesn't want anymore. Right. Which a lot of the divorce talk has been centered around, well, he just, he met Anne and wanted her. So he just divorced Catherine. And it's like, no, he was already planning to do that. For years. For years. He's been looking into it. Um, so he probably would have left Catherine even without Anne, but when she accepted his proposal, it really sealed the leg. This is what we're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is what we're doing. Yeah. I am divorcing Catherine and I'm pushing for Anne to be like, you know, like I'm doing both at the same time. Yeah. 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 Uh, by 1527, they were like publicly engaged. Um, at this point, just a real quick, like, I know you might have a mental image of King Henry VIII. It's not great. Uh, At this time in his life, he's six feet tall and athletic. So he's like a little hottie with a body walking around. I was
1: thinking about him looking like Napoleon, so...
0: Oh, no. He's not short. He's tall. Mm. He is tall. (laughs) I I imagine every king looking like Napoleon. I don't know why. She introduced him to the writings that she... She introduced him to some Protestant writings Uh that basically say that a king is the pope of his country. That a king shouldn't be beholden to the Pope in Rome because he is in charge of his country and shepherding the people in his country Uh to God himself. It's not. He doesn't need to ask the Pope for permission. He can be the Pope himself. Anne wrote that. No. She showed him, like, a pamphlet that someone else wrote. Oh, okay. She's, like, basically being like, why don't you read this, sweetie? And sending Uh, him over, like, heretical like, Protestant and Lutheran yeah, propaganda. Yeah, little pamphlets. Little pamphlets. Okay. You see? She's, she's uh, more... And he... She... I mean, to be fair, he liked that shit. <laughs> he said, oh, you said I could be more powerful? Well, I'll read this pamphlet then. You see, ma'am. She's yeah. more... Uh, she's not stupid. No. I think that she needed to maybe get to know him. Maybe that's a part of what the letters were, where to actually get to know him as a person and see that he could be someone that she could talk to. Manipulate. Manipulate, I don't. Manipulate is not the right word, but like, it definitely influenced that he would listen to her. Uh, After she accepted his proposal, he started to look into working politically with some Lutheran German princes. Um, Look at that. There's not a king of Germany. There's a whole, that's a whole bunch of principalities. Uh And they're pretty, I mean, I, I don't know if they're all Lutheran, but I think Luther, I don't know if Luther was German, but I think he was. He's definitely in Germany right now being protected by those princes.
1: Okay. Like, if
0: he was in France, he'd be dead. Yeah. If he was in Italy, he'd be dead. But he's in German, Germany, where they're a lot more sympathetic to the Protestant cause, and yeah. a lot of them are converting and being Lutheran themselves. Okay. Um, also, King Henry's just in general pissed at the Pope because he's not giving him the annulment that he wants. Like, right. Henry yes. fully expected to be like, I'd like this annulment, and then for the Pope, he'd be like, you're so right, here you go. Yeah. Um, also at this time, Catherine's nephew, as we discussed, Charles V, has, like, sacked Rome and he kidnapped the Pope. So for, like, a few months there, maybe even a year, he just, like, had the Pope in his custody. Uh-oh. And so the Pope was absolutely not deciding that the man who is, has kidnapped him, he's not going to piss him off and, like, annul mm-hmm. his aunt's marriage. Right. Because Charles V didn't want
1: King yes. Henry the Eighth to divorce his aunt. Yes, yes, okay, makes
0: sense. However, the easier solution than starting an entire reformation for your country mm-hmm. would be to just get the Pope to accept the annulment. Sure. <laughs> you know. Sure. Live within the system yeah. is what he's thinking at this point. So he's definitely like this is a very interesting pamphlet. I'm going to continue to try to take the easy way out and just get this Pope to give me the thumbs up. I yeah. think it'll happen. So... Um, Anne and other Protestants are pushing these new beliefs, and Henry is becoming sort of increasingly disavowed with the Pope in the Catholic Church, just Mm -hmm. as he continues to not get what he wants. Yeah. While this is happening, they're sort of living in court, publicly engaged, and so she's got her own chambers, and she even got a death threat, like, left in her chambers. Mm -hmm. Cardinal Woolsey, who was Henry's closest advisor Mm -hmm. at the time, and he was obviously Catholic because he's a cardinal. Yeah. He is in a world of trouble right now because he's desperately trying to get this annulment to go through while he's, like, a rock between a rock and a hard place, right? Like, he serves Henry because he's English and he's an advisor to Henry, and they he's been advising Henry for, like, his whole life, basically. Yeah. And so, like, I want to give the king what he wants. However, I'm also a part of the Catholic Church, and so my other boss is the Pope, and the Pope doesn't agree with this. Yeah. And, like, the church in general doesn't agree with this annulment, doesn't think that it's tr- it should happen. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm, like, trying to convince everyone to do what I want, knowing that they don't want to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And he is slowly seeing the threat of, like, well, if I can't get this done, the entire country might leave Catholicism. Like, that's mm-hmm. becoming how big of a deal this is. Wow. So... He, over time, like, this is happening over years. Like, it takes, I think, like, seven years for them to finally get married. uh, From, like, the engagement to when they actually get married. Henry and Anne. So, like, for years he's trying to get this stuff figured out. And he's slowly, like, falling from favor of the king. And then once he's... who's falling from Woolsey. Cardinal Woolsey. Once he does fall from favor, he's, like, sent out of court. Like, when... One of the times that the Pope's like, now, Henry's like, get out of here. Get out of my side. I don't want to see you. So, so Woolsey's not. out of court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a faction that doesn't like Woolsey that now includes the Boleyns and Charles Brandon oh, and, like, okay. a few other people yeah, that don't like him and were, like, trying to plan his downfall. And then it's basically, like, Henry the loses his closest advisor mm-hmm. and then, like, gets mad at his other advisors because they can't tell him what to do. Like his, the guy that he usually listens to. And so he's like, what am I supposed to do without him? And so he's like, is a going to invite Woolsey back when he, uh, is told or like finds out that Woolsey's been like stealing from basically, uh, Henry will send him to go and like squash some heretical sect yeah. And then all the money from that sect is supposed to go to the crown, but Woolsey's like, one for you, two for me, uh, okay. one for, mm-hmm. and like using the money to, do whatever. He um, wants to do. I mean, build Oxford as a university and then also like support yeah. himself and his uh, wife and children, which he's not supposed to have. He doesn't have a wife, but he's got a lady that has his babies. Okay. Um... So it's kind of like, is he in favor? Is he not in favor? And then finally, Wolsey, I guess, gets desperate and sort of switches sides away from Henry VIII and conspires with the Pope, Charles V, and Catherine to basically put out a statement saying, like, Henry, go back to your wife. Oh, uh huh. And Henry finds out that Wolsey was a part of that. And so he gets mad at him and he's going to, like, arrest him. Can he do that? Yeah, he's For the king. What? For. I don't know, treason? Okay. I don't That's I don't remember what they actually said because um, he basically is like, come here, come to London. And so Woolsey gets arrested and he's coming to London but he dies on the way there. Oh,
1: he's an old man.
0: Yeah. It, on November 30th, 1530, just so we get years back in here. In okay. 1530, Woolsey dies.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, the book I was listening to basically said that the house, one of the houses that Woolsey was staying at on his journey had like a really bad plumbing system. Oh,
1: ew, and so
0: there was like Poop coming down on him. <laughs> and he got dysentery and died. Yeah. Okay. Disgusting. Okay. Going back a second, on December 9th, 1529, Anne and Henry appeared together at a Christmas party.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, but she refused to do any other festivities with him. Uh huh. And. But she did spend Christmas alone with him, so she didn't want to do public appearances while he was like still married, because yeah. she didn't want to be his like mistress and like public whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course not. What uh, be here behind the doors Henry's for? BFF Charles Brandon, uh-huh. he left court or was sent from court after he repeated a rumor that Anne had had a relationship with a poet named Thomas Wyatt. The two of them never really got along. Brandon and Anne, they Sorry. were never buds.
1: He was probably gay and jealous.
0: Maybe. He was definitely... It's what I think. He's definitely frat boy slutty, which, you know, sometimes that's hiding.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. um, Gay and jealous. Thomas Cranmer was a chaplain who worked with Anne and her family. And uh, he had the idea to start asking religious scholars what they thought about Uh, King Henry's like divorce Mm -hmm. instead of asking the Pope, just ask a bunch of people who are educated in scripture to come up with a decision. And Henry liked it. He sent him to go do it. And eventually Cranmer becomes the archbishop of Canterbury, but not quite yet. On February 7th, um, Henry insisted that he be recognized as the soul. I think we're in 1530 now, but I didn't write a year annoyingly. So, uh, on some year in February, uh-huh. on February 7th, he insists that he be recognized as the sole protector and supreme head of the Church of England. Henry? Yes. Okay. However, the, he's like doing it in front of Parliament or whatever, and they, or maybe he's doing it in front of the bishops and priests of England. Either way. They add the term in, like the people that are going to accept, accept his decree or not, add in the term, so far as the law of Christ allows, which basically is like, well, the laws of Christ don't allow it, so it doesn't matter.
1: The laws of Christ it's don't basically like it.
0: adding in a loophole to saying, like, sure, you're the supreme. You're the supreme head of the Church of England and as long as the laws of Christ allow that. And you're like, well, the laws of Christ don't allow that. And you're like, oh, weird, then I guess you're not. Um, like, so it was kind of like a loophole vote. Okay, They were like, making him happy by voting yes, but adding in that little caveat so they wouldn't actually have to do anything about it. Yeah, They spent the next two years trying to stop Catherine from, it must be 1530 then, Catherine from pushing for a divorce trial in Rome. Why? Because she'd win that. And that's bad? For Henry and Anne, yeah. For Catherine to win and not get a divorce. I
1: thought Catherine now No, she's,
0: a divorce. No, Catherine's trying to get a trial in Rome to decide whether or not they can get a divorce. Um, which she will win and Henry will lose.
1: Okay.
0: So they also keep trying to get papal approval before going forward with their wedding plans. Just because, again, that's going to be easier.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, they're...
1: At this point, why does Catherine want to be with that fuckhead? Like, I don't get it. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think Catherine is super religious and sees her what marriage vows is like. Gross. Important to her. Doesn't make any sense. Can't relate, but you know.
1: You think God wants you to be miserable for your entire life, Catherine? Get a grip. So
0: their only ally is France, because Charles V is like, fuck you, you can't divorce my aunt. Uh Uh, But even France is a very Catholic country, and they're like, we support you, but we won't be able to recognize the marriage until the Pope does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's still big reformist energy throughout Europe and England, which seems to have given Henry the confidence to go full Reformation and, like, go for it. So, in September 1532, Henry made Anne the Marquess of Pembroke, which is, he basically gave her a title that should have belonged to a male, but he gave it to her anyway, Mm -hmm. and gave her a bunch of lands that had their own income. So, she was, like, hella rich on her own now, and made her royalty. She was no longer a commoner. She was now a Marquess. In October 1532, they went to see the King of France. Um, King Francis's wife, Claude, who she served, had died. And he was now married to Charles V's sister. Who Anne served? Yes. Claude from the beginning of the story. She's dead now. Okay. But he married Charles V's sister. Who did? Francis. King Francis of France. Oh,
1: uh uh-huh. Okay.
0: So it's, like, a little delicate, this meeting. Like, France is still on Team Henry and Anne. uh, And they're still not Team Charles V, but, like, his sister is there, which is going to be Catherine of Aragon's niece. So it's, like, a little bit delicate of a meeting, but it does go well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... King Francis gives his support to their future wedding, which is just nice to have another power support them. So they're not like isolated.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, It's also rumored that during this trip, which would have been in October of 1532, that Henry and Anne had sex and conceived Elizabeth, their daughter. However, um, Elizabeth wasn't born until the next September. So so that would have been a really long time to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not true. Uh, Also based on the wording of when Henry made her a Marquess, her title would have passed to her children whether they were legitimate or not. So it seems like they were already sleeping together in September, maybe. It was kind of like mm-hmm. they had already decided, like, if we can never actually make these kids legitimate to the rest of Europe, they're at least going to get to keep these titles. Oh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In a secret ceremony on January 25th, 1533, Henry and Anne are secretly wed. It could have also been November 14th. Okay. So it's either January of 1533 or November of 1532. Mm -hmm. Unclear. If it was November of 1532, then that's probably when they conceived Elizabeth. They probably conceived her around November, December. Mm -hmm. So it was either right before they actually got married or right after. Okay. Uh, Thomas Wyatt, who was, you know, rumored to have slept with her, uh, wrote a poem. And he said, and thus we see they lived, they loved for the next few years, at least. Um, Anne was only queen for like a thousand days. She was crowned She was crowned queen on June 1st, 1533. Uh, Catherine has since been, like, moved out to a different household.
1: Because they're still married, technically?
0: Uh, To the Pope. Okay. That marriage... Hold on. Word didn't get out until that summer, but when it did, the Pope called that marriage invalid. It basically was like, you're not married to her, you're married to him. But Henry being... You're not married to Anne, you're married to Catherine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not... And he basically said to Henry that if you don't stop this and go back to your wife by September, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be excommunicated. And then September came and went, and Henry didn't fucking do anything, and Mm -hmm. neither did the Pope. So on March of 1534, the English government legally approved the marriage to Anne, and Pope Clement declared... No. He -hmm. declared that the marriage to Catherine was still valid, and Henry was officially excommunicated in March of 1534. Really... It took a long time.
1: A lot of tension between church and state. By now, Henry
0: didn't care what the Pope wanted anymore. He believed that he'd have public support and he fully let Catholicism go. Yeah. However, Henry, as the head of the Church of England, and so like his brand of Reformation, is -hmm. still basically Catholicism, just with Henry as the Pope instead of the Pope as the Pope. Uh Like he kept all the sacraments, he kept all of the rules and stuff. It was still legal to have an English Bible. So a lot of things that Anne would have been pushing for... It wasn't yeah, it happening yet, mm-hmm. at least. Um, Anne took her role as queen very seriously. She worked with a team of trusted of friends she and advisors. So she's always wanted to research and come up with plans and ideas. She would then bring to Henry. I think Love as soon that as for her. I think as soon as she accepted the marriage, she was like, "We're at least going to work," which is again different from what all the rumors are about her and the stories that are kind of told about her. Is right. as if she just sort of sat on the throne in court and like plotted. Um, and tried to keep Henry. And it really seems like as soon as they got married, she had the ground running.
1: That's what I thought she would have always done. She
0: spent a lot of time traveling the country and visiting um, churches that need to be reformed. Mm-hmm. She went after these people that were mm-hmm. pretending they had a blood of Christ and they fucking didn't. She was like, that's not true. Absolutely not. Yeah. And she would come up with ideas of how to further the Reformation and bring them to Henry. Okay. Um, she was also a patron to a number of Cambridge students, and she would pay their tuition and donate to the university in general. That's She'd pretty much pay any poor student's tuition if they could be, like, vouched for by one of the chaplains at the university, mm-hmm. and she'd pay their tuition. Nice. In a cute, adorable twist, a bunch of the students whose tuition she paid for yeah. would grow up to work for her daughter when her daughter became the queen.
1: Well, that's Because they were
0: well-educated, bright people. Yeah. Um, nice. she, la- she She also launched her own grammar school that had like a built-in scholarship to Cambridge so you could go to the grammar school and if you did well, you could win a scholarship to go and keep studying at Cambridge. She wanted people to be able to read the Bible and te- to read and teach the Bible freely. So she did spend a lot of time, money and attention in that area. Mm-hmm. She would send people to Europe to learn how to, to learn Greek because the Bible was originally written in Greek. Yeah. And so they could not, They wouldn't translate it just from the Latin. They could translate it from the Greek and get a more honest translation of the Bible.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: She also spent a lot of money protecting Protestants who were in legal trouble. She would either, like, pay their bail or pay their fines or whatever. Or she would intervene if they were going to be, like, physically punished and sort of help them survive the situation.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Thomas Cromwell is coming into the story now. Coming in hot. Who's that guy? He used to work for Woolsey as an assistant, but Uh Uh he was actually a protestant or he was becoming a protestant Mm -hmm. and he turned on wolsey at his fall of grace or like just before wolsey's fall from grace
1: before he died
0: before he died um he was one of anne's advisors and he was like on her team in 1530 and they worked really closely together he helped organize her coronation and he helped organize elizabeth's christening lovely and he was eventually named her high steward so it's kind of like if you had an issue you could come to cromwell and he would take it to anne they would like work together to come up with this stuff um, she also had her ladies-in-waiting make clothing for the poor. That's nice. So That's all very nice. She no. did a summer progress trip, is what the book I was reading called it, which seems like it was just a charity tour where she checks in on all of her various charities and makes sure people are doing okay. She was really philanthropic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she loved to work hard and play hard, though, and she was a really good musician. She spun out a party. Of course. Loved court life. Was super of great. During the tail end of her first pregnancy... She's a social butterfly. Yeah. I thought she already gave birth to Elizabeth. We're going back a second. I'm Uh-oh. so sorry. She had a lot of terrible symptoms and she was bedridden. While she was bedridden, Sucks. Henry started to have... An, he, it was the first time he had an affair since they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also seen as bad for the baby. Like, dangerous for the baby to have sex while you were, like, visibly pregnant. Oh, Yeah. Uh, When Anne gave birth to a girl, it Uh was kind of devastating in a way because they had built this whole situation off of Henry had to annul that first marriage. It was illegal and it was obvious it was illegal because he had no sons. That's why he had no sons with Catherine was because it was was. wrong and a sin. And so him and Anne are, of course, going to have sons. And then they didn't immediately. Mm, But Anne was still pretty young.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Young lady. she She was 30, but she wasn't like thirty four. Late thirties, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it'll be fine, we'll keep going, we'll have another one later. And they've been waiting a long time to be able to have a kid anyway. Because yeah. if they if she agreed to marry him in like fifteen twenty five, mm-hmm. they didn't get married until what did I say, thirty two. So that's, you know, seven years of waiting and like not those are seven years that she could have been having kids that she didn't because she they would have been illegitimate. Yeah. Um however, they both pretended everything was fine and in October Anne's ladies in waiting were like, no, no, he loves her just as much as he ever did. It's, everything's going great. Anne doted on Elizabeth and she brought her to court to show her off. She like set up a pillow in the chair beside her and was like, look at my baby. Yeah. She's so cute. But shortly after Elizabeth born, like I was saying before, Elizabeth was given her own household. And actually her stepsister, mm. half-sister, Mary, Princess Mary. From Henry's? Catherine and Henry's daughter, Mary. Yeah. Was uh, a lady in waiting to Elizabeth. To sort of like show her her place, like you're uh, not a princess anymore. You're serving a princess. What? But whatever, that seems weird. Um, she, but also, wouldn't she be older? She's like much older. Yeah, that's why she was taking care of the baby. But like her assistant, isn't that kind of like you keep calling it an assistant? And it's like so you're missing the intricacies of that. But what you said they do is like
1: help. Them yeah, but with it's their also life.
0: like um, a society position.
1: Is it higher or lower than the position they're serving? Lower. Well,
0: See ladies that? in waiting are much lower. That's so they're what basically I'm saying, like "This is what they're saying to Mary: is that you are not a princess anymore. Yeah, you're an assistant. We've disinherited you. Like you are not. Yeah. So you're right. Gonna- that's bad. That's a bad thing. I know it wasn't a nice thing to do it's to Mary. Not very good. It wasn't a nice thing to do to Mary, but I think he did it, not her. Oh, you think Henry did it? I think Henry VIII was like, "She's not going to be my heir." My marriage to her mother was illegal, therefore she's a bastard, therefore she needs to know her place. Mm. She's still my child, and Mm -hmm. I'm still super important. So, like, she's not an unimportant person, but she's not as important as my beloved daughter, Elizabeth, is kind of what he was doing. She visited her daughter, and visited her daughter as often as she could, and she oversaw a plan to educate her. She also insisted at some point that the household that she was given was actually moved closer to the castle that they were living in, so she could visit more easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Anne was pregnant again six months later in April of 1534. Um, But she miscarried in late July. So between April and July, she miscarried. While she was recovering, Henry got another mistritch. But this one was, like, a staunch Catholic and very supportive of Catherine of Aragon. So that was not good. Yeah. That was, like, not good to have those things being, like, whispered into Henry's ear. Because he was, of course, a very changeable person. And, um... At the same time, France wanted Mary, Henry's daughter, to uh, be betrothed and wed the heir to France. Okay, the heir to the throne. Like that's what they uh-huh. wanted. Yeah. And Henry was like, "Why don't you take my legitimate child, Elizabeth?" And they were like, "Here's the thing: we're not allowed to say she's legitimate, so we got to take Mary." Oh.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And that was not good for anybody. Yeah. Um, Anne worked with her cousin that's Margaret Sheldon. Mary. Yeah, but they won't let her do it.
1: Oh,
0: uh, Anne's cousin, cousin Margaret Sheldon wrote like Anne and Margaret kind of conspired or worked together to replace the mistress that Henry was sleeping with with Margaret mm-hmm. because she was someone that Anne could trust. She was kind of like, well, I know he's going to have a mistress, so at least this way it's someone don't who you see this. I can I mean, trust.
1: This is another another instance
0: in january 1535 i think he just slept with a lot of people and she was like if i can get her in and get that other girl out it'll sure. help me out
1: yes she's she's all about helping herself out which i don't think this is a bad thing at all i think it's an amazing
0: thing and i am two shits to the moon yeah this one i'm fine with but i still stand by what i said that i think her i think she was trying to not get in this relationship until it wasn't she didn't have a choice anymore i don't think so but okay Henry also began executing monks and other religious figures who refused to accept his authority. Thomas Cranmer attempted to intervene and beg for pardons for some of these guys, um, which could have been at Anne's request because, uh, Thomas Cranmer was the guy that was her family's chaplain that she like raised up to be the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is like one of the most important religious figures in the country.
1: Yeah.
0: So they were very close. Thomas Cranmer, Cranmer and Anne were very close. Mm. Uh, they, like, worked together a lot. He was her, you know, like, her, not, I don't know that she went to church with him anymore after she became a queen, but she had beforehand. Yeah. So he was definitely a spiritual leader for her. And she was also, he respected her a lot, too. Yeah. So it could have been that she asked him to intervene. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, that he had her approval to ask for those people to not die, basically. Around this time, Jane Seymour comes to court. Mm-hmm. Jane Seymour is one of Anne's cousins. She comes in to be one of Anne's ladies-in-waiting. She was seen as trustworthy and wouldn't cause Anne any trouble. She was like a simple country girl who was going to come in and Mm -hmm. help Anne out. But just remember that name. Yeah. Thomas Cromwell, you remember him? Yeah. 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 Moved from working with Anne and sort of became Henry's advisor in 1535. Mm -hmm. He basically promised Henry that he could make him a lot of money if they would go and break up these big monasteries and like seize all their stuff. Okay. By autumn of 1535, Anne was pregnant again. They weren't going to risk anything this time, so it was, like, bedridden, yeah, yeah. no sex, everything's fine. But at this point, his affair with Madge, who was uh, Anne's cousin Margaret, was over. And so he turned his attention to Jane Seymour. Oh, and then we're going to backtrack slightly. In summer of 1534, Mary Boleyn arrived at court and was like, surprise, I'm pregnant, and I got married.
1: And she got married Who she get married to? Some dude. Oh,
0: okay. Some, like, low-life, nobody oh. dude. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um... Anne and her father were both like very upset about this because you need to ask permission. It looked bad on the whole family. Like, she's royalty now, and you can't just marry royalty like you're not allowed to. Yeah. It's like, technically speaking, Mary's kids could be involved in succession and stuff. And so it's really important that, like, it, these marriages are well thought yeah, out and well taken have care of.
1: Sperm. Sure.
0: So she banished, like, Anne was so angry about it. She banished Mary from court and, like, took all of her money. But then she realized she had been a little too harsh on her sister. And so she brought mm. her back to court and she helped her in her final month of pregnancy, like took care of her. Uh-huh. And then um, she also helped Mary out financially and took her son in as a ward. So it was like, nice. she realized that she kind of overreacted and fixed it. Yeah. Um, October 1534, rumor around that Anne was trying to get Mary, Henry, King Henry's daughter, mm-hmm. physically harmed. Who was? There was a rumor going around that Anne was trying to hurt Mary. But Cromwell put those rumors to rest, and he said that it was just courtiers trying to get on Henry's good side by, like, killing his daughter. Oh, I don't really know.
1: But that was a rumor that went
0: around that was against him. Okay. Um, Catherine died in 1536, Mm. uh, probably of...
1: A broken heart.
0: Literally, I think it was uh, cancer of the heart. Heart cancer. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, they did an autopsy, and her heart was, like, black. Gross. So Chapuis thought that... She had been like murdered and had even been like maybe it was Anne that murdered her, but mm-hmm. it would have been pointless for Anne to murder her at that point. There was like yeah. really not that much political power that Catherine had anymore by then. And Anne was surprised by the death, and you're not surprised by a death that like you're playing
1: a good game. That's true,
0: but she I think she just got cancer no, that's and died. True. That's probably true. Uh, it's also so the like stories going around about Anne is that her and Henry wore yellow and were like celebratory on the day that. Uh, Catherine died. However, Chapuis, who we've talked about, hates Anne, wrote about that day extensively. And he talked about how Henry was super excited and he was partying and laughing and stuff, but he said nothing about Anne and he didn't like Anne. So it seems likely that if she was doing anything, he would have totally called her out on it. So that to me sees that she probably was being respectful.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Makes sense. Also, it seems like her father and her brother might've been a little disrespectful, but still no mention of Anne. Like, She would have been mentioned if she was doing it. Yes. Okay. Six years later by a different person basically took Chapuis's like letter. That's where we're getting those information is he would write a letter back to Spain. Mm -hmm. So someone else got that letter and just like added stuff in about Anne, but the original letter didn't mention her. So it seems like that probably wasn't true. Sure. And if she did anything that was celebratory that day, it was probably just to placate Henry who was like, let's celebrate everybody.
1: Yes. She was not happy. Catherine died.
0: On January 24th, 1536, Henry got into a bad jousting accident that nearly oh, killed him. Jousting. His leg was injured. I don't know if it was this leg. I'm just pointing at this one. Yeah. His leg was injured so badly that it would pretty much never heal. He'd be in chronic pain about it. Ooh. Sucks. Uh, he was also allegedly unconscious for nearly two hours, huh. which uh, mm-hmm. probably would have caused some brain damage to yeah. just, like, be unconscious for that long. And it was after this time that his behavior, which was already... Aggressive and angry and unpredictable became yeah. like full unhinged. People have pointed to this situation as being like this is he's a different person now, the, night and day.
1: The end of yeah. King Henry the
0: Any sense of restraint or goodness was just gone. The shock of this fall also reportedly caused Anne to have a miscarriage because um, just like the shock of it, she had a miscarriage. I forgot
1: she's pregnant.
0: She's, been, yeah, she's been pregnant. I think she's another pregnancy. I think what that. Wait, no, it's the one where she, like, wasn't getting out of bed. Oh, okay. Right, so she miscarried. There's also, like, a rumor that she walked in on Henry and Jane Seymour, and, like, the shock of that gave her a miscarriage. But honestly, Mm. if she's, like, setting up mistresses for him to have, I don't think that she'd be shocked. You know, I bet she already knew about that one. Yeah. Um, But by this point, the marriage is sort of officially starting to break down. Like, the relationship is starting to break down. And Jane Seymour was advised by, like, her family that if she played her cards right, she could become the next Queen of England. And she was Mm -hmm. like... What? If I was Jane Seymour, I'd be like, I don't think I fucking want to! He's mean! Yeah. He's
1: also probably gonna die soon.
0: (sighs) He's not. Mm. And Anne and Cromwell also seem to have a falling around around March of 1536 Mm -hmm. when Anne tried to push a law that basically created a council to oversee and take care of some of the smaller monasteries so that they could be, like, reformed instead of just, like, taken apart. And... Um, I mean, that's a a bit of an oversimplification, but basically they had a disagreement about what a law should be and Cromwell manipulated it so that he could get more money and more power and basically cut all the good stuff that Anne wanted to put in the law out.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: She realized that he was no longer really working for her. She realized that Cromwell and Henry were like not listening to her anymore. Yeah. So she had a chaplain, like one of her chaplains, like not Cranmer, but like a different one because he's uh, busy. Yeah. Preach to Henry and Cromwell that was basically like, bake it into your sermon how they're sinners. Like, don't point them out, but basically tell a story oh, where you're like...
1: Who are sinners?
0: Uh, Henry and Cromwell. Oh. Basically, oh. like, make sure that they know that they're sinning and that they're doing awful things. Okay. It's either going to set them straight or start a conflict. It didn't scare them straight. So she just kept getting different priests to do it to them over and over again, and it mm-hmm. just was not... Nothing was Not happening. working. Okay. Uh, Anne also didn't handle the Jane Seymour affair very well. She, like, blew up at Jane and, like, yelled at her and stuff. Oh. Uh, Which was probably not a great way to react when you're already kind of on thin ice with your anger management husband. Yeah, also
1: you coordinated that. Maybe Anne's losing no, a little bit. she
0: didn't coordinate Jane Seymour. She, oh, she coordinated didn't... the one before Jane Seymour, oh, okay. which had already kind of ended. Jane Seymour, she did not want mm. her husband sleeping with him. Mm-mm. On April 26th of 1536. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called a meeting with her personal chaplain where she asked him to look after Elizabeth. That's on the 26th. We're going to go back in time a little bit now. But just Mm -hmm. remember that on the 26th she did that. A week Before that, on the 19th, Henry was in negotiations with Spain to reunite, like to get back together basically. Now that Catherine was dead, Charles V wasn't really like holding on to this anti-Anne stuff anymore. It was like, well, you're not going to Go back to my aunt. So, like, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. So he's a little more willing to ally himself, but he still kind of wasn't willing to accept Elizabeth as an heir. Oh, he still mm-hmm. wanted Mary as an heir. It wasn't going well, and the plans were starting to crumble, and Cromwell fully switched sides against Anne at this point, and he put Parliament back in session on April 27th, because he was kind of already, it seemed like he was kind of already planning to kill her, and he needed a trial Cromwell. from Parliament. Yeah. Uh-huh. He needed a trial to happen in order to do that. So right. he was like putting things back in can't session, just, getting, the, getting the ball rolling. to just
1: shake her in a dirty alley.
0: So he started to look for reasons that he could kill Anne.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And on April 29th, he finally found one. One of Henry's friends, who I didn't write down his name, and I probably should have, was um, in, supposed to be engaged or betrothed to her cousin, Margaret, that had, had the affair with the king. And had been stepping back from that betrothal. And so Anne was like, oh my God, why are you stepping back from this betrothal? Do you know something that I don't know? But the way she was asking him about it was like, she couldn't just go up and straight ask, like, what do you know that I don't know? Why why don't you want to marry my cousin? Is it like, am I in trouble? Like, what's happening? Uh So she just was like, what is it because you love me? Is that why you're not going to marry him? So she had that conversation with him in public. Wait. She basically accused one of henry the eighth's friends of secretly being in love with her instead of her cousin madge Uh and that's why she pulled back that's why he pulled back from the betrothal Uh but what she was really trying to do is see if there was any political reasons that he was pulling back from the betrothal yes of course that same day she had an interaction with a court musician named mark smeaton he was basically like down and having a bad day and she was trying to cheer him up uh you know um, the next day he was taken in for questioning. He might've been tortured, but he, I think he was taken to Cromwell's house. Uh-huh. So I don't know how much torture equipment he has there, but mm. he might've been tortured in less than 24 hours. He gave a false confession. That's said so they that slept he had together. had slept together. Yeah. Well, in the show, The Tudors, well, Mark Smeaton is gay. Wow. Well, yeah. He also definitely is tortured in the show, but he doesn't go to Cromwell's house. So um, I think that was some liberties taken. He might be gay. He might've been tortured. And gay. Yeah. Uh, he definitely gave a false confession. He was in the Tower of London by the evening of May 1st. Henry's friend was also arrested and put in the Tower that day. The next day is, uh, I think it's actually May 1st. Yeah. So we're still on May 1st. It's the next day from when she had those interactions, but mm-hmm. the same day that he was put in the Tower of London. Okay. But the next day, Henry and Anne are sitting together at what's called like May Day. It's a big festival. Mm-hmm. And so the king and queen are sitting next to each other. Henry gets word that Mark Sweaton has confessed. And he just gets up and leaves. And he never sees her again.
1: Who gets up and leaves? Henry. Henry Eighth.
0: Yeah. It's basically like they're sitting next to each other and one of his people comes and just whispers in his ear, Mark Smeaton just confessed to having an affair with Anne. Mm-hmm. And he gets up
1: and, and he leaves.
0: leaves. And he never sees her again.
1: He never sees Anne again. Never sees Anne again. Okay. Because
0: she dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, her lady-in-waiting Elizabeth Brown also gave a statement adding some more accusa- accusations against Anne. Anne. And then her brother George's wife Jane, who was just super annoyed that the siblings were so close, and I think that they didn't have a great marriage to begin with, came forward and said that she accused them of having an incestuous affair between Anne and her brother. Yes, she as proof she provided jealous hoe as proof she provided a letter from Anne where she told her brother she was pregnant, and that's it. Anne was literally just like, "I'm pregnant," and she was like, "See, she's telling him that she's pregnant with his baby," and you're like, "Well, that's weird. That's a leap." Anne was basically accompanied at all time by the ladies in waiting. Right. Uh And so they would have seen something and none of them were like arrested for that. None of them were taken in for conspiracy or for like protecting her. Yeah. Some of them did come forward, like I said, and was like, oh yeah, I saw this and I, you know, saw that. But that was, if they would have actually seen something, they would have been punished for it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the time time also doesn't really fit or make sense. So, like, a lot of affairs for her to be having all at one time for no one to notice. Yeah. There's genuinely no evidence. And it doesn't really fit with her character. I mean, it fits with the character that they've created for her. Anne. Yeah. Of this, like, seductress harlot or whatever. But it doesn't fit with any of her actual actions. Yeah. And even Chapuis. 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 He didn't believe the charges either. And he hated Anne, but he wanted to see her divorced. He didn't want to see her killed. Yeah, He was like, these aren't true. No, He didn't sleep with a gay man, Anne. Yeah. Seems really unlike
1: I you. know he's gay. Because <laughs> I slept with him.
0: <laughs> George Boleyn was arrested on the 1st of May. That's a mu- musician? No, that's her brother George Boleyn. Oh, right. After Henry just got up and left her, he spent like the next week partying. He just was off partying with God knows who.
1: That's what men do when they're heartbroken.
0: Whether for political reasons or because he was an asshole, Henry happily, happily accepted the clearly false claims. Yeah, I don't think he she did. had to die because divorce would make succession confusing. Okay? Yes. He was hoping to have children in the future, but if he just divorced Anne, then Elizabeth would be above them in succession. He didn't want that. It would confirm that the Pope was right if he divorces Anne. They spent so long being like, the marriage to Catherine was invalid. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to be with Anne. This is yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, that for him to just divorce would have basically been like,
1: okay,
0: sorry about that. Sorry about all that mess, guys. But to be able to say like, no, she's this evil temptress harlot who ruined everything.
1: Right, that's the easier out for him. just yeah. the way that I think. He also, would... Anne
0: would fight. Anne would probably fight him for as long as Catherine did, and that would be annoying to him. Yes,
1: yes. I think if I think if Henry could have as easily killed Catherine. If she wasn't in the position that she was in, he would have done that. And I don't think it's because, like, he,
0: like, loves killing people. I think he was always out to get what he wanted, which was a son. And, clue to you know, if I'm Jane Seymour, I'm just like, fucking shit. He just murdered his wife. So maybe I don't want to be the next one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The next day, Anne was arrested by, uh, on May 2nd, Anne was arrested by a handful of the king's closest advisors, including her uncle, the Duke of Norfolk, who has been a part of the, I haven't really talked about him because we're trying to yada yada through it, but he's been kind of a part of the team Boleyn this whole time and he's oh. flipped and so he's now arresting her for treason yeah
1: okay
0: she arrived at the tower of london at 5 p.m. she was in shock but uh she did assert that she could like prove it wasn't true mm-hmm. there's no proof that her parents did anything some people have even gone as far as to say that her father switched sides and was like helping to get her and her and his son killed mm-hmm. But uh, there's no proof of that either, I think. Probably what's more likely is that they did as much as they could.
1: She was pregnant or what?
0: And wasn't pregnant at the time. Oh, okay. She lost it, remember? Yeah.
1: Why did uh, you say his son?
0: Her father. Her, his, her father had his daughter and his son arrested because her brother was arrested.
1: Anne's father.
0: Anne's father.
1: Had an Anne. And George. And George arrested.
0: Yeah, they were both going to die.
1: Because of what?
0: The incestuous affair. right, right, right. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. I, I thought you said... Okay. So he has two kids that are, you know, accused of treason right now. I think it's, it makes total sense. Incessant treason? Uh, When you have an affair with the queen, it's treason. But basically the opinion is that her, the like overarching opinion is that her dad, as I said before manipulated first her sister and then her to seduce the king. Uh-huh. And then when it turned bad, he just dipped and let his kids die. And I don't think that's true.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think that he probably, first of all, didn't want either one of his kids to have illicit affairs with the king. Yeah, And then when that happened, he just had to deal with it. I don't know about the first part, but I don't think he wanted his kids to die. Thomas Crammer sent a letter to Henry, basically, like, standing up for Anne, but trying to play it close to the vest because he knows that if he goes too hard pro-Anne, he could get in trouble. Cranmer is the, like, uh, archbishop, the one that was, like, her family's chaplain and she was really close with.
1: Yes, but Cranmer is the one that's popular yes. in all of
0: this. That's Cromwell. Oh, I'm so sorry. Similar. I know, I'm sorry. I know, I'm sorry. That's why I, like, try to be specific. Cranmer? Cranmer. Cranmer. Like, Cranberry, and oh, then instead of Barry, it's M-E-R. Stupid fucking name. So sorry. He was the Ar- archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that guy. He sent a letter basically being, like, Anne is so great. I have a really hard time believing that any of these charges about her are true. But, of course, if they weren't true, you would never believe them either. So, you know, like, he really tried to, like, play it pro-Anne, but, like, try not to offend Henry.
1: Yeah.
0: And he was just, he was a sad bean. He was not happy about this. Sad
1: bean.
0: The men, except for George, were tried and found guilty of treason on May 12th. Okay. So, like, all the other guys that they rounded up, they were all found guilty of treason On the 15th. Killed. Yeah. On the 15th, Anne and George were tried separately, uh-huh. but by the same jury of 27 peers.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, one of the 27 was Henry Percy. If you remember him? Oh, yeah. Um, another was their uncle.
1: Wow.
0: The Duke of Norfolk. All those
1: seem like mm, yeah. conflicts of interest.
0: Well, the jury unanimously found them both guilty. Wow. It was, you know, it was a fake court. Like, you know, it was always going to be yeah, what yeah. Henry wanted it to be. Yeah. Um. After the verdict was announced, Henry Percy collapsed and he had to be carried out. Like, I think he was just devastated at having to sentence this person that he loved yeah. a long time ago. But, like, he still loved her and respected her. Yeah. Sentenced her to death. He died a year later.
1: Of mm, a broken heart. I
0: don't know. He probably. was pretty sad about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, her uncle announced her sentence. She was going to be burned or beheaded. Whatever Henry decided to choose. I think burning was probably... That hurts. That's worse. No, I
1: know. But see, that's why I think maybe Henry wasn't as, like,
0: he, vindictive about killing her. He chose none of the above and had her execution by sword.
1: I she was beheaded.
0: She was beheaded, but it was with a sword, not an axe. Oh. So. The other one indicates that it's with an axe like everyone else gets. Yeah. Uh, beheading with a sword is a little more regal because she's royalty.
1: Oh.
0: It would make her death seem a little more dignified. Sure. The men died two days later on the 17th. They were all beheaded. Mm-hmm. The same day, Archbishop Cranmer, you remember him, declared the marriage null and void because of the king's previous relationship with Anne's sister, Mary. That would make sure that any of his future children wouldn't be threatened by Elizabeth in the line of succession. Okay. On the morning of Friday, May 19th, 1536, she was brought to the scaffold. She was reportedly, like, stupefied and just sort of walking really numbly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Cromwell, not Cranmer, Cromwell. Cromwell and Charles Brandon were both present for her execution. Uh Um, She gave a really quick speech up on the little scaffold before she was. And she mentioned the kindness and the goodness of the king. And this was probably to protect Elizabeth. Okay. You know, no one's going to be able to protect her daughter when she's gone. So she's trying to keep everything as nice as possible. Um, She also said, like, please don't anyone like start a fight on my honor kind of thing. It's not exactly what she said, but basically she already knew that a bunch of people had died because of her. She didn't want more people to die because of this.
1: Yeah.
0: She knelt down and was blindfolded and prayed for her soul. And then with one, she was decapitated one swipe of the sword. She was buried with her brother, George.
1: That's nice.
0: Uh, She was mourned by a lot of people. Her charity had touched a lot of people and anyone in England who championed the Protestant religion was Mm -hmm. sad to see her go. Henry became engaged to Jane Seymour the next day. And they were married 10 days after them. Well, there you go. She gave birth on October 12th, 1537 to Prince Edward, finally a boy, huh. but she died 12 days later. Like, it was a really hard birth and oh, she died. Yeah. Mm. I would uh, Yeah. Henry then went on to marry the sister of a German duke, Anne of Cleves, in 1540, but they got divorced in July of that year. Then he married Catherine Howard just later that month, <laughs> In uh, and she had an affair. She actually had an affair and was oh! executed um, on February 13th, 1542. Wow. Finally, he married Catherine Parr in July of 1543. Uh, after the 1536 jousting accident that I told you about, mm-hmm. his leg mm-hmm. was like in constant pain. And so he really couldn't be mobile after that. And so mm-hmm. he gained a lot of weight. Yeah. So he's still six feet tall, like we really, talked about. But now really he was... So he was just huge. A very hulking figure, if you will. For pretty much... Uh, I mean, he might have still been skinny for the rest of Jane Seymour's life because she only lived another year. But by the time he was marrying Anne of Cleves and mm-hmm. um, Catherine Howard and stuff, he was not fine. not a bit not a sexy looker anymore. And he also got gout. Uh, he died at the age of 55 on January 28th, 1547. Oh, uh, he's kind of an old man. He was buried at Windsor Castle next to Jane Seymour. After his death, his only legitimate son, Edward, became King Edward VI. Uh, He ruled from 1547 to 1553, so only, like, six years. He Mm -hmm. died at 15.
1: Well, he did a lot, I guess,
0: now it's 15 years. No. He he, ruled a whole kingdom. For six of them, but he had, because he was underage, uh, his uncle kind of ruled for him. Mm. There was a succession dispute. uh, That gets a little complicated after...
1: Jane's brother? Yeah,
0: Jane's brother. Henry didn't have another brother. Um, There was a succession dispute because Edward tried to disinherit Mary, his older sister, because she was Catholic,
1: Mm. and
0: he was a Protestant. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think he tried to disinherit Elizabeth, because I think still everyone was anti ambulant but I'm not totally sure about the Elizabeth part. Uh I know he wanted to not have it become Catholic. Yeah. Uh, And neither did Henry. He wanted to go somewhere else. Anyway, uh, it didn't matter what the dispute was, because his older sister Mary, his oldest sister Mary became queen. She was still Catholic, and she thrust the country back into religious chaos, eventually becoming known as Bloody Mary. Because of all the Protestants, she killed. She killed a lot of them. Mm. But she was only queen from 1556 to 1558. She died at the age of 42 from uterine cancer. She actually thought that she was pregnant, but it was just a big tumor, and she died. Mm. Uh, Finally, Henry and Anne's only living child, Elizabeth, became queen. She's perhaps the most famous British monarch in history. Mm. She ruled from 1558 to 1603, and she was the last Tudor monarch.
1: And now there's still a Queen
0: Elizabeth. Yeah, but she was Queen Elizabeth I, and she's the Queen, you know what I mean? Like the Shakespeare Queen Elizabeth, the Elizabethan age, that's her.
1: Well, I think that's a happy ending for her.
0: Yeah. and There's something really poetic about Anne Boleyn having gone through all of that and then kind of almost getting the last laugh at the end because her daughter
1: Yeah, is epic.
0: Saying. But go about ahead. to the
1: crux of the story, which is about their relationship. Yeah. I don't think it was anything to do with love at all. I think Anne is very smart, maybe shrewd. It's not the white word, right word, but she, she, she is very smart and like not in a bad way, cunning. That I think she genuinely wanted to do good for like the world or like the yeah. country, you yeah. know, and had these ideas and these thoughts and was already kind of like like you said, like a witty, you know, outgoing person. And so she used all of her natural born skills and talent yeah. to kind of put her in the place that she ended up
0: in before sure it did not end the way. That she I don't think that she was wasn't manipulative and, you know, I'm not trying to say she's not manipulative or that yes. she's like a perfect like victim that was so put upon. I don't think she was a victim. At well, I guess maybe at the very end she was a victim. She was absolutely, I mean, yeah, at the very end she's definitely a victim. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is a part of the original part of their relationship that she did not want and was just stuck with. And when it was clear he wasn't going to leave her alone, she just tried to make it the best situation she could for herself.
1: Uh, maybe Anne never liked him. probably not. You know? Or she, maybe- at the
0: very least, at some point, trusted him. You know? Because she gave... She told her ideas to him. She She gave him pamphlets that he could have easily had her arrested for. So, at some point, but she but trusted I- him to mm-hmm. have faith in her ideas. She did take things to him that she thought he would do.
1: You know? I think that's because she knew or thought that he was really into her for whatever reason, because she rejected him or like tried so hard not to get. This. She seems nice. She's fun to talk to. She's yeah. Smart. So I think she knew all, of, knowing all of that and banking on like, I am liking her more than not liking her. Yeah. Let me, tr- this is the way I can try to get what I want to do across. Yeah. You know, I, I think it learned, had to kind of sort
0: of it. I don't think that she walked into this, like, once he started sending the letters, like, Mm -hmm. once this kind of relationship with, like, I'm going to get him to make me his wife. I think she still, like, for most of the letters, probably until he proposed, was like, I'm not going to be your mistress. Right. I'm not going to do that. And then I don't, there doesn't seem to be any indication that she was like, you have to marry me. You know? So I'm thinking that idea. say that? At some point. No, I'm sure she said like I'm not gonna have sex with you because I'm gonna have sex with my like I'm not losing my virginity till I have a husband. In, <laughs> but that's not the same thing. No,
1: but in 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 other words, but I think basically,
0: that's I think that saying. might be a misunderstanding between the two of them where she was saying that as like a I'm not gonna be your mistress. Go find someone who will. And he heard that as a like I you you have to marry me if you want to sleep with me. You know I think you could just as easily believe that from her point of view. Her saying that was like. Since we both know you are not going to marry me, then mm-hmm. you should let this go. And he was like, "I could marry you. I could do that. Like, you know, yeah." I think it's, that's just as likely as the other one.
1: I th- sure. I th- maybe. Yes. If 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 she would have played that card, and then he was like, "Okay, well, goodbye." I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking marry you. Then she'd be like, yeah. "Okay." No palms up. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Didn't really think you were going to. Yeah. But I I think in her mind, she's like, "Well, this will end one of two ways. One, I'll." Be yeah. In a position where I can do what I want. Right. I'll be in the same position I am right now.
0: It's at the very you know? least a no that a he's win, not going to get angry at. Right. So it's like at least she's where
1: she was at the yeah. time or she's elevated. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I'm going to play this card and see
0: see where that goes."
1: Yeah. I, I she's I super him. interesting. Yeah, I think
0: she is. She I think that she was sort of given a raw deal in history and in the history books. I think that she really is like um she's in a ton of movies and tv shows and stuff like that right like, there are a ton about Anne Boleyn mm-hmm. and all of them really portray her as conniving and like using her body to get what she wants and mm-hmm. like just like as if she's all of the terrible rumors about her and I think she's a lot more nuanced than that and I like I, I do think she probably is I a agree. person that like Might be a little catty. Says some stuff that, like, might be rude to people sometimes. But I don't think that she's – is this grand master manipulator that people are pretending she is. I think she's a girl that got stuck in a situation and is figuring it out as she goes along. Yeah. And that's – you know, if she was a big master manipulator, I also don't think she would have got her head chopped off. Because I think she would have thought that through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're giving her a ton of credit to fully take down the entire religion of England – yeah. But she can't figure out how to... Not die? I mean, well, You know, get out of this situation. I think if she was a man... If she was smart, she wouldn't have... Like, if the concept is that she built all of this on the, like, I'll give you a son. If she's actually smart, she would have known she can't control that. And don't build your whole relationship off of that. I don't you know? it was ever about that for her. Like, I don't know. I just kind of get a bad taste in my mouth when they... They, as in historians... Yeah. ...are blaming Anne for all kinds of stuff. Like, getting the, you know... No, I don't think Anne, Ending the relationship anything. with Catherine, the whole marriage being started, all that kind of stuff. They're blaming her. Yeah. And then when she dies, it's not necessarily that they're blaming her for the death, but they're avoiding blaming him. Hmm. I get you. I get you.
1: I think Anne was a beautiful soul and so much ahead of, of her time. I love the amount and of like, charity work that she did. I never really heard that about her. so smart and, like, especially in the time that she was born, like, knew... Some things that she would have to do that maybe aren't the most upstanding, yeah. In order to get good things done, you know, or in her mind what she perceived as good things yeah. done. I don't know if pushing Protestantism over them is actually a good thing. Because it's not really any different, but yeah. you know, yeah. Like at that time, sure, it is. You're 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 that's what you believe in, to and that's your
0: friends There you definitely know? was a lot of cool. corruption in the Catholic Church Love that it. they were going against. Yeah,
1: which you know, you know
0: get rid of corruption. That's totally chilling I'm with me into that.
1: That seems like a good idea. Oh. As far as the relationship goes, I don't think they were in love, and I don't was well, not I've a ever, good breakup. I'll say were,
0: no. It was probably probably one of the worst ones that yeah. we've. I wonder about, if we'll like you know. I feel like maybe Bobby and Whitney are the only couple we've. No, that's not true. I was gonna say they're like the only couple we've covered. were, like they loved each other. It was dysfunctional. Well, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they loved each other. No, that's not true. Like there
1: was one others. One other Frida one. and Diego loved yeah, each yeah, other yeah. a
0: lot, mm-hmm.
1: but that was also very dysfunctional. Yeah, not great. Well,
0: they break up. If they lived happily ever after, we wouldn't cover them now, would we? No,
1: Who cares about anyone that lives happily ever after?
0: I also think, just like as a side note, every like the idea that Jane Seymour is the only one that he, like, loved. Where is her name from? Isn't that, like, a famous person that's not for her, actually? There is, yeah. There's an actress who's named Jane Seymour. Mm. She's famous now. Mm. But, um, okay, so if we're doing a what we've learned from the couple... I've learned um, that I'm really glad I was not born. Yeah, any earlier than I was. It doesn't seem like there's any good choice in the 1500s that you want to be. Like 14, even the 15, even the 16, king, seventeen. 15. Like you'd have to be the king to not be worried that you're going to be killed by the king, right? Yeah. And even then, you're just constantly surrounded and worried that other people are going to take your throne, and that people are lying to you and manipulating you, and there are other countries that you have to deal with that are just as powerful as you, and you have to like. It was a tough time them. to be alive, and then God forbid you know, you're a peasant—that it's time. ten times worse—and everyone's just pretending that these courtiers and like right, you're talking about ladies and waiting all have a bad problems. time, and you're like, I peasants are probably actually le- legitimately getting murdered. Yeah, there's a pile of poop six feet away from me because it's the only place I can go to the bathroom. <laughs> so maybe you should leave me alone. But then again, if you're like I, I don't know, I just. Ladies-in-waiting always are super annoying to me because it's like, oh, you're telling me that I'm, like, the daughter of a duke and I've got to clean your bedpan? Great. <laughs> That's like, a, such just, an I honor. I don't want to do that. Such yeah. an honor. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I want to be at my little country home. I would definitely be one of those rich people that just is in their <laughs> country home, away from court. I'm not dealing with your bullshit. These are all annoying. I'm going to read my book that I paid someone 6000 gold pieces to copy word for word for me, thanks. That's really a lot of money. I know, I think it's not that expensive, but... Maybe. Okay. Oh, for the sources, the, I'll get to the main book I read in just a second. I also read the book, Doomed Queens, by Kim Walder, which has a little chapter on all of King Henry's wives because they're all fucking doomed. Oh. And then, um, Hen- The Wives of Henry VIII by Antonia Fraser, And then... Anne Boleyn, 500 Years of Lies by Haley Nolan. She also has a TikTok, which is where I originally found her. That she does little, like, you know, one minute TikTok link bits of this kind of info. It was a really good book. It's definitely, um, I don't know how to put this. It's definitely, like, biased towards Anne Boleyn, but I feel like everything else is biased against her. So yeah. it's like, read both and figure out where yeah, the middle yeah. is and get do that.
1: Perspective.
0: Um, I also watched the show The Tudors, which is not factually accurate. They move around a lot of historical events. But no, the, like, are. you know, some of those events really happened. And I think it gives you a good idea of maybe how some of the situations looked. Yeah. The clothing isn't accurate, but I think a lot of the sets kind of are. Mm. So you'll get an idea of what it might have been like to really be in those courts and stuff like that. That's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And then... Uh, the musical six is really good. I just want to mention that. Anne Boleyn's song is so good, but it does like really fall into a lot of the tropes about her. Uh, like she definitely is like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you're upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're all really good. Catherine Howard's song's really good. And it's so Catherine Howard great is great. Person. She's great. great lady. Our intro outro music is feeling good by white hot. And we got it from free beats.io. Thank you. We'll see you next month. Bye.